Yo, this is Conan. You're listening to World of Wrestling Podcast with Tax and Rich. Boom. Ah, I'm all tenth in it. <laughs> Say that with more enthusiasm. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to the World of Wrestling Podcast. My name is Rich, and as always, I'm joined by my good buddy, Tax Williams. Never before have I gone from such euphoria of enjoying professional wrestling and messaging my good friend <laughs> about enjoying professional wrestling. Mm. And as yesterday progressed, and we're on a Monday following a lovely pay-per-view, you're saying how much you've enjoyed your day, and I, as a good friend, shit on your day and say, well, shame we've got to watch three hours of Raw now. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should let people on the inside a little bit. So usually when we start like getting together for pods and stuff, we're doing it remotely still. We sit on Discord and we chat for 20 minutes. We chat bullshit, mainly about, you know, wrestling, lives, football, whatever it would be. And then we start recording and we go into the stream and blah, blah, and the stream, the recording, the pod, everything else. Today, we both hopped on <laughs> Discord and we're like, whoa, the wrestling this weekend, or the wrestling we had to watch, and we immediately started recording to make sure we captured this. So we haven't talked about it at all, really. Like We've sent a few messages back and forth. So we're off the back of AEW's All Out in 2021, which I've thought about it a lot, right, mate? I think it's the greatest wrestling show of all time. See, I suspected this would fall into our discussion, which is why I set up that poll for 24 hours over at World of Rest Pod on Twitter. And I saw a discussion yesterday where people were debating whether or not All Out 2021 was better than what I personally considered to be the greatest wrestling pay-per-view of all time, which was WrestleMania 17. Yeah, that seems to be the debate. And it's recency bias is a real thing. I, I've tried to put that aside and really analyze those two cards. I, I, I personally, I think All Out was better. I mean, 91% of our followers who voted in favor of All Out over 9% for <laughs> WrestleMania 17. And granted, wow. yes, it was only a 24-hour poll. But and as you say, it's it's recent, it's new, it's fresh. Everyone is so 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 fed up of the WWE products at the moment. Everyone who <laughs> we've spoken to about WrestleMania 17 are the people who grew up. It's the tail end of the Attitude Era. We've got the WCW buyout. It's everything we loved about wrestling then because you still had people jumping ship. You had this new and exciting potential invasion angle of all these great matches. But what's brilliant about professional wrestling is that 20 years later, we've, we've gone full circle and wrestling is fun again. It's, uh, it's, some elements of it have been predictable, but it's logical, predictable, and enjoyable. Like the whole sale, the, the selling of CM Punk coming on AEW Rampage a few weeks ago. Tony Khan's basically going, I think everyone knows what to expect from this. And it's like... <laughs> So I know CM Punk's going to turn up. I'm so excited. We're going to give you a good night of wrestling. We're not going to let you down. Yeah. <laughs> the literal words of Tony Khan before they bring out CM Punk. Oh, it's great. But it's this, so gratifying. But the thing is, though, about All Out, and again, yes, it is very much still like All Out is for wrestling fans. All Out is not going to be a pay-per-view that I think is going to be like, Oh, I've heard about this pay-per-view on ESPN and I'm going to I'm going to watch it. It's not for wrestling fans. For professional wrestling fans. And 
it'll be interesting if let's say sort of 12 to 24 months down the line we go back and watch wrestlemania 17 again i know we've covered it on the pod and we watch all out 2021 again and compare the two because as you said it'll be really interesting to see how it stands the test of time but so that's a difficult one for me because I don't think WrestleMania 17 is the best wrestling show of all time. It it's 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 up there. I think WrestleMania, I think 15 is better. Is that the right one? Am I thinking of? You're right. SEPW Halloween Spooktacular 2017 was much better <laughs> than all of these. <laughs> but I think there's better shows out there already. But I can understand why people think 17 is the best show of all time. Um, the fact know, that this show was so good for AEW. The the fact that AEW show was so good. So few people are going, oh, look, Minoru Suzuki just turned up. It was great. Yeah. It, it was, it was not, I think, right, here's the thing that I know I've explained to you briefly in text messages and stuff already, is that it's not just about the debuts, even though, like, I immediately saw, like, you know, a, a colleague of mine post on Twitter saying, oh, they blew their load on one show. And I'm like, no, nah, dude, there's a lot more to come here, <laughs> right? And the argument of, oh, they did too much on one night in terms of debuting people and stuff, I think is nonsense. Because what better motivation is there for an Adam Cole or to be pissed off with a, <laughs> with a, a Brian Danielson than he embarrassed him on his first night in the company, stealing his thunder? You know, it's great storytelling. And also, and- I was going to say, the other reason why I think they've blown, well, not blown, they've used all these debuts in one go is you've already seen some of the AEW shows where they've turned around and gone, you're not double vaxxed, you can't come in. And I think things, again, I, I haven't looked into in great detail, but I get the impression there's a lot of contingency plans for events going on in the States. So imagine right. if you know you've got Adam Cole, you've got Danielson, you've got Ruby Soho, are you going to wait until all of a sudden somebody pulls the rug out from underneath you and goes sorry guys, can only have 100 fans in a building. You needed that crowd reaction. I mean, like we said last week, Punk never would have come back during the Daily's Place run. And to get all of these guys and girls in now, I said, it's just everything had reached its logical conclusion going into All Out. And now they've essentially got, right, all of our feuds really have ended. We've started new stuff at All Out. We've only got a short window till we get to full gear. And then you've also got to think of the storyline standpoint of this. What an absolute blinding way to protect Adam Page. Yeah, sure. Like, I, I may not necessarily agree that all the feuds come to an end or whatever, but I know what you're getting at and that there's definitely a logical almost reset point here with all these guys coming in and the big changes and everything. But the big thing, just going back to the initial argument of what we're talking about, between, is it all out the greatest wrestling pay-per-view of all time, et cetera, et cetera. It's the pacing the booking like everything about the presentation the camera work the direction the referees like every single element was just absolutely fucking nailed right down to the real tiniest minutiae of the level of production and stuff and oh it was beautiful just to sit and just i literally had goosebumps for five hours straight dude even when can you ever say that about a pro wrestling show and there were a few, and that's the thing as well, because AEW did the production so well on Sunday night, even the silly little things like when they cut to the, the video screens of Minara Suzuki, they had to quickly cut back away and everyone's going, who could it be? Oh, I don't yeah. know who it is. <laughs> and like the classic indie riffic, let's count out two and three quarters after everyone's finisher. 
I can look beyond that because you, you know I'm not a fan of that. It's a finisher's a finisher. But like, sure. you, like you said, the, the pacing of the card, you started with your strong style matches. You went into your flip de doo matches. You went into the, the matches, no, finishing with the belt, finishing with your top title. I mean, the fact that the show was so good, I, I, I went back and watched some of it today just to make myself feel better after watching what we're covering on this day's pod. <laughs> and just even rewatching Miro versus Eddie Kingston. Oh, what a match. What a great way to open a pay-per-view. Yeah, that headlines any other show in the world for me. If that headlines Raw this week, I'm, I'm I'd be really happy. You know what I mean? <laughs> like it was that fucking good, and it was almost a throwaway match on this amazing night. It's incredible, and the fact they've already the set selling up- in that fucking match, dude, is incredible. They 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 came to play, and also it's very much the you know we're trusting you. We, this is going to be our biggest pay per view we've ever had. We're going to send you two lads out here to start it in the right way and yeah. boy did they and again i know i think sort of people who listen sort of we we wax lyrical quite a lot about wasn't dynamite great wasn't dynamite great wasn't dynamite great it's because you assholes voted for us to watch 10 weeks of monday night raw back to back so i mean the mention of us watching this show and having the podcast about it had both of us like God, I hope it's better. Um, I honestly feel like I could sum up this week's Raw in about 20, 20 words. But don't worry. I've got to come a <laughs> SmackDown first. <laughs> All right, go for it. What happened on SmackDown? Well, I know what happened on SmackDown. I saw the fucking replay during this show. But what happened on SmackDown? <laughs> Clears throat. So, Not a lot. <laughs> how dare you? It is the 7th of March, taped on the 4th of March, 2014. We're at the Joe Louis Arena in Detroit, Michigan. We are broadcast... I think it's Joe Louis, but it's fine. That's the joke. <laughs> That's oh. fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. Sorry. We are on the Sci-Fi Network, and the TV rating was a 2.16, which is about the length of my penis in inches. Oh, delightful. Are you ready for the summary of what happened at SmackDown, Rich? Go for it, go for it. I'm listening intently. Clear's throat. While a colossal SmackDown main event took center stage, the conquering new WWE Tag Team Champion, the Usos, also returned to Friday night, and a Shield Summit threatened to completely destroy the Hounds of Justice. See, you bought in already. Well, oh yeah, I'm thrilled. Let me tell you what we had on SmackDown. We had a uh, uh, Big Dave and uh, everyone's favourite new AEW talent, uh, Brian Danielson, the American Dragon, mm. Daniel Bryan. Ah, oh, it's nice to say, isn't it? So nice. I love to see that he's got a lovely new T-shirt out already. Yeah. Did you have you, have you listened to the music? Uh, the lovely remix. <laughs> yeah. Have you have you heard what's underneath the Ride of the Valkyries? It's not the final countdown remix underneath it, is it? No, no. It goes, you're going to get your in it kicked in. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally underneath the music. It's amazing. It's so good. I love AEW with all my fucking little heart, man. My little black heart loves AEW so much. Well, don't worry, because back to SmackDown, 
Scoffing. I don't care about Spider-Man. Let's talk about Adam Cole's music. It's all about the boom. Do-do-do-do. Adam Cole, baby. It's so fucking good. That shitty NXT song. We never have to listen to it ever again, Tax. Yay! (laughs) As Bobby Fish watches on eating a pot noodle at home going, fuck. God damn it. (laughs) Don't worry. Him and Carl O'Reilly will be in AWE day now. Well, scoffing at the collective boos of the WWE (laughs) universe. (laughs) <laughs> Batista relished and reveled in destroying Dolph Ziggler and the American Dragon Brian Daniel, sorry, Daniel Brian Danielson in consecutive matches on SmackDown and Raw. And then Daniel Brian Danielson arrived. Batista regarding him as nothing more than an overgrown fan. Well, hang on a minute. They're always saying he's too short, so he's not an overgrown fan, but that's neither here nor there. Basically, a lot of shit happened. There was a little confrontation. Then we had Christian versus Dolph Ziggler, the Usos versus Rybaxel, even Marie was on this card. That was nice. Oh wow! Uh, taking on AJ Lee and Tamina. Better than Ruby uh, Soho, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Just, Des- just destination unknown. Ruby, 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 Ruby Soho. They had the music, dude. They had rancid. That's just large. Last Frederick's and a nice chap. You should yeah, use. Massive you should change fan. your name to Ruby Soho, and you can use my music. He's not bad at Fucking- marketing, is he? <laughs> Pimp in it. <laughs> so good. Think about the amount of money he's going to make out of sales of that song. Incredible. He's a good business, bud. Um, we had a Shield Summit where obviously we've got some more dissension between Roman and Marx. And hey, guess what we then had? Seamus versus Bertie. It was all good, wasn't it? We've had Seamus and Bertie before. Uh, Seamus beat mm-hmm. Bertie. So Bertie, I don't think, has actually won at all on this, uh, this run of shows. And... Of course, it's SmackDown, so we've got a tag main event between Big Dave, Batista, obviously, and uh, and Kane, the devil's second favorite demon, <laughs> take, cool. taking on the big show, Paul White, and Daniel Bryan Danielson. And it's the uh, dramatic pauses to get me, dude. <laughs> they're they're in great. there deliberately. <laughs> I'm aware. Oh. Makes me laugh every time. And... Um, Big, I can appreciate you trying to make me care about it. It's just really difficult, you know? <laughs> well, let me just tell you how the main event went with my notes. As a SmackDown tag team main event collapsed into an all-out melee. Big Show's battle with Batista moved outside the ring and culminated with the giant hurling the animal into the steel ring post, the second hardest part of the ring. Then, as Kane grabbed the ropes in order to stop, our hero from rolling him up, looking ready, to attempt to choke slam in the process, the world's biggest disappointment. You're a little bitch. Your daddy was a bastard. Big show. <laughs> uh, punched Kane in the face, knocked him out. Daniel Bryan picked him up and they got a yes chant. There was actually time of wrestling on this card. There was 10 minutes for Christian versus Dolph, four minutes for the Usos, three minutes for Eva Marie, and no one gives a fuck. Sounds about right. I mean, out of five, what would you give it? Um, an hour and a half of my life. Wasted. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which, we are doing WWE Raw, 10th of March, 2014, episode 1085. It's part something or other of our Into the Dragon series. We are at the FedEx Forum in Memphis, Tennessee, where they don't have bars of soap. Then, now, forever. Another bullshit cold open. Why can't they have theme music? Costs too much money because of Big Show's pyro. I've been to this I, venue. 
Oh, okay. When what I was in, well, I was in Memphis, Tennessee. I watched some b-ball here. It was oh, very nice. Um, so Grizzlies. Oh, they play somewhere else. I'm no no idea to be completely honest. I just wanted something to do because we're in Memphis for uh, like two days, and basically they said, right, walk down the road from here. You're on Beale Street. Don't go that side of Beale Street, or you'll get stabbed. Don't go the other side of Beale Street, or you'll get stabbed. And I was like, pretty <laughs> long, pretty long day to spend on a street. Let's go yeah, and watch some of this. And then uh, I went to the uh, I went to a barbecue joint there, which actually later was then bought by uh, Jerry Lawler, which was very very nice. In all seriousness, Memphis other than being quite scary, really bloody nice place. It's a shame that it was ruined by, I don't know, 15,000 fucking morons watching shit in the ring. Oh, what, on this show? Yes. Oh, okay. Everyone in so Memphis Cole was delightful, says... in all honesty. Everyone was in <laughs> Tennessee for my time. There was lovely, lovely place to visit. I would happily go back again, just not yeah, to watch that's... Monday Night Raw. You know, Southern states, they're famous for, you know, Southern hospitality and racism. So, um, and, as a, says, and as a white male, I go on fine. <laughs> it's such a dichotomy, you know, but uh, it's just sort of strange. Anyway, we are sold out tonight in Memphis. This is Monday Night Raw. That's Cole's intro. He's the shits. Nick Jackson, I mean, Hulk Hogan heads to the ring. <laughs> Which is fine because as long as you're white in Memphis, you're fine. Yeah, as long as you don't get caught, you know. Well, you know some. Well, here's oh, sorry. Here's the intro. Sorry, I forgot my dramatic intro to Monday Night Raw. So we, I because you know I do it so Michael Cole doesn't have to. Oh, please do. <clears throat> Clears throat again. You know something, brother? Question mark. <laughs> when Hulk Hogan comes to Raw, the WWE Universe stands to attention, and for good reason. The immortal ones. Much ballyhooed WrestleMania announcement concerned the inaugural three superstar Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, which will unfold at the show of show, the showcase of the immortals, the grandest stage at the mall. Ah, oh, and then John Cena's here as well. Welcome to Monday Night Raw, <sighs> fuckers. <laughs> Can we talk about Jerry Lawler's peach colored tuxedo, please? I mean, he's he's the hometown boy. <laughs> it's so fucking ugly. It's the worst suit I've ever seen in my life. It's a peach and silver tuxedo. Wh- why? Where did he get this from? Uh, the place just as you leave Beale Street, someone held him at knife point and said, buy this suit. And he said, yeah, right. <laughs> so Hulk Hogan's in the ring talking a bunch of shit. He goes, let me tell you, Memphis Hulkamaniacs. It's like, fine if you what? don't get caught, brother. <laughs> Hogan shills the network and puts himself over because, you know, he's a sellout cunt. Uh, Hogan announces the first Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. That's a catchy name. But more importantly, he introduces the Scaramac Trophy of Andre. <laughs> oh, it's so beautiful. Met by disinterest and a, a golf <laughs> clap afterwards. So it's like, let everyone turn... I turned to the screen. And even when it came back, Hogan was essentially looking at it going, hmm, I could eat that Karamac in one sitting. Mm, yeah. Brother. This is like Hogan giving a eulogy to Andre and like a tribute to Andre while talking about himself the whole time. It's like, can you imagine someone standing up at a funeral and being like, yeah, Dave was a lovely bloke, 
but I got a new job this year. Isn't it great? <laughs> you know, like it's it's so cringe. He might as well have gone. I hate Hogan so, so much. D- it's, it's, it's a real shame that Dave's died, but I've got his job. <laughs> and it's been great. His wife has got a lovely place in my new bed. Don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder where that's going. His wife's got a really nice. <laughs> Moving on. We were saying Dave when it should be saying Bubba, right? (laughs) (laughs) He literally finishes this promo by going, what you gonna do when Hulk Hogan and the memory of Andre the Giant runs wild on you? And I'm like, what does that even mean? It's a setup for another Scooby-Doo franchise. (laughs) (laughs) I would have got away if it had me a few meddling kids. The memory of Andre the Giant's got us all. This is... Yeah. Uh, did you know if you speed up John Cena's music, like to double the speed, it sounds like a banging Prodigy S rave music? Ah, <laughs> well, you've been watching Raw at uh, double speed, have you, Rich? <laughs> no, no, no. I just, just don't ask me why. <laughs> I know that. I, just, I, I, I knew know. wholeheartedly that you probably watch it at double speed because you asked me to cover the massive promo in the middle of Raw at detail, so you didn't have to watch it with closed captions on. <laughs> that meant taking notes. I was like, oh, fuck that. <laughs> So his name is John Cena, Yabadee. Uh, Cena and Hogan do some talking. A riversing start to the show, I think you'll agree, Tax. Well, it was uh, it was his audition for the remake of Suburban Commando. Mm. Cena passed. To be, to be fair, nowadays, that sounds really funny. I would love to see Cena in that role. Book it. <laughs> 2014 Cena. Oof. It's I not 2021 the ma- Cena, is it? I am the Marine. Where has she gone? She has been kidnapped. What is happening? <laughs> uh, Cena says he'll join the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. I'm like, what? No, you don't. I've seen this show before. John Cena lies. <laughs> yeah. But he's not. Um, uh, are you a wrestling booker? No fucking idea what to do with your giant racist and a man child. Skiddy two shoes John Cena in 2014. AJ, AJ, Lee. <laughs> We're here. The Wyatts pop out. Bray cuts a promo, calls himself a god. Cena buries the Wyatt gimmick and does some silly singing. Like, he literally just buries this Wyatt stuff entirely just by being like, uh, you're a silly boy. Look, you said this, but then you said this. You're stupid. It's like, dude, you're meant to be scared of them. They're the bad guys. They're meant to be these creepy swamp dwelling i like you know brutal incestuous brutal, family brutal. <laughs> brutal and see it's just like yeah fuck you <laughs> it's like what just not working at all dude i mean if there was ever someone who should have been put over big here and wasn't and any reason why this chap's left the company seven years later i think this is the uh the seeds to plant why i mean yeah yeah, it's great, um, Vince. I'm I'm not really happy about being buried, but Bray, you're in the main event with Trip uh, John Cena. <laughs> <laughs> Literally seconds after announcing he's going to be in this Andre the Giant Metal Royal Metal Royal or whatever, Cena turns to fucking Hogan and goes, "Sorry, mate. Actually, I'm just going to wrestle Bray. Is that right?" <laughs> just like, what is this fucking booking? This is so stupid. It's it is it is stupid. I think that's just sums it up to start with. So you've got Hogan to get the ratings pop. So they probably announced on social that Hogan's going to debut. Sorry, going to return on Raw. The hashtag in the top left corner is hashtag Hulk Hogan. 
So it can trend worldwide yeah. in your best friend's wife's bedroom. And it's just an awful open. And this isn't, again, biased through what we've watched um, at the weekend. This is still the same sort of shit that WWE are pulling today. Hmm. Kenny Omega's really good. He dragged Christian to a five-star match, you know. It's the first time I've been impressed with a Christian match. <laughs> <laughs> I think Eddie Kingston's as good as he's ever been, and he used to be really, really good in that place we can't say the name of anymore that used to be based in Philadelphia. And the streets of Philadelphia. <laughs> <laughs> ah, the, the the wrestling promotion run by a gorilla. <laughs> <laughs> Better than the other wrestling promotion run by a snake, I'm going to say. that. <laughs> anyway, uh, not <laughs> WWE, just in case you're wondering. Chicka chicka. Uh, what? <laughs> there you go. Hurrah. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going around the twist? Chicka chicka. <laughs> Why is head to the ring? And we cut to the adverts. And you're like, fuck this company. Fuck them. First segment. I'm just like, I hate this company so much. But remember, if you're AEW, you're going to have this in picture in picture. They're going to be watching on the app. Orange Cassidy Uh, taking a victory just as they come back from the break as an example. (laughs) That was a mess, yeah. Oh, no, they did (laughs) it deliberately. They did it deliberately, Rich. You know, we've got to to support our boys. It was definitely not on purpose. (laughs) I mean, yeah, the occasional fuck up. I think they're entitled to it, but it's what it is. So the Wyatts are heading to the ring before we cut to adverts. We cut to adverts. And you've got to remember the like, you know, they'd be sitting there for one, two minutes, whatever, watching, you know, Seven. buy car insurance, eat this fast food. Have you got low testosterone? Because, <laughs> you know, American adverts. This, this chap, we, attorney at law. <laughs> we come back from the ads. And do we get a beat down putting over the heels where, you know, the Wyatts stand strong over John Cena and Hulk Hogan? Do we get a big face moment where the face is clear house? You know, John Cena and Hogan clearing out these big, scary heels to embarrass them and, you know, give them the momentum going into WrestleMania? No, of course not. What do we get, Tax? We're going to just come into the middle of a match between John Cena and Eric Rowan for no reason whatsoever. Because, you know, it's WrestleMania, so there's a faction. So big match John's got to go through the whole faction till he can get to Bray uh, Mania. Because so we've got a like a lover build up, and we come in, we come back from adverts with uh, Eric Rowan getting punched in the face. So nice dominating performance by the Wyatt family. I miss Triple A. Brutal. It was really fun. I really enjoyed talking about Triple A. I fucking hate our listeners for picking this shit ass of a run. I know we're the, we're the ones that gave them the option, but like I'm blaming you cunts listening to this. It's all your fault that we have to watch this bollocks every week. Is this, what, is this what they want? They want me to get angry. Should I just let loose and stop trying to be like restrained on these pods? Don't worry. We've got a Saudi show coming up late this month or next month. I hope this man dies. <laughs> well, then Hulk Hogan will come out and it'll be Hulk Hogan and the Vince McMahon Memorial Battle Royal. <sighs> I can't wait to see the giant bronze Vince McMahon <laughs> trophy they're going to bring out for the... <laughs> For the kiss my ass battle royal. <sighs> he doesn't need to die. We've got AW, it's fine. So John Cena versus Eric Rowan. Hogan cheerleads. Cena talks way too fucking loud. You literally you could hear every single move he's calling in this match. It's awful. 
Cena schoolboys Rowan for a 1-2-3. The winner is John Cena. Wasn't Cena meant to be setting an injury? That's why he could only do a schoolboy. And with the power of Hulkamania at ringside, what's going to happen? Are we going to have everyone leave the ring? Or as we've got Hulk Hogan, are we going to identify he's very old and get him to cup his ear and go, sorry, could you repeat that, please? <laughs> is that what he was doing the whole time? Oh, wait, wait, what did you say? <laughs> I can't hear you. When it comes crashing down and it hurts inside, it must be someone plowing into one of the Mexican minis. Said the N-word fucked Barber's wife. (laughs) 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 Follow the dullards. (laughs) And Hogan being so old and deaf said, oh, I'm following these people, am I? Right, okay. (laughs) Do you have a wife I can Uh, bang? Hulk Hogan, attorney at law. Stupid, I hate it so much. (sighs) Michael Cole has the ugliest high I've ever seen in my fucking life. Well, hang on, let, let's be honest, though. We, we're starting to set up our WrestleMania card. So we've now got, as Hogan said in the <laughs> intro, the th- the three-man Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, and now we've mm. got Big Match John against Bray Wyatt. Yep. So what what a great way to have the first-ever WrestleMania on the WWE Network. Hey, Rich, how much is the network? Uh, I don't know. Should we have Michael Cole repeat it for the next hour? Well, what we can do later, because obviously there have been complaints... And I want to get this in in case we forget it. But if not, it's good to replicate this because WWE like replicating content too. So I'm going to start doing throwing in parts of the podcast later and right in now. So if you don't know, and we've complained about JBL Cole and um, and King complaining they don't know how to get on the app. Just get the Bellas to do it now with a little infomercial during it. Great. Did they do that in this show? I might have missed that entirely. Oh, yes, they did. Oh. I missed that completely. You were probably Sorry. asleep or regretting oh, life choices. I watched the... Um, hmm. <laughs> um, okay, so I didn't watch the network version of this. Let's put it that way. So I probably saw something... You probably saw something that I didn't see because I suspect it was broadcast on American TV, not the version that I watched, which I definitely found legally on a collection of Raw shows that WWE once distributed. Hmm. Yes, there we go. Why weren't you watching on our shared network subscription? <laughs> um, lack of double speed. <laughs> <laughs> the skip button is not as efficient as I would like it to be. You could do 10 seconds. Also, skips. I pay for the network. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> what do you mean shared? <laughs> <laughs> I work for WrestleTalk, don't you know? Can we vote... <laughs> So tonight, ladies and gentlemen, listeners, watchers of Raw, you can vote on the stipulation for a match between Christian and Seamus. Exciting times, everybody. I'm glad we haven't seen this match for the last three weeks. (laughs) Your choices of stipulation are... A fool's count anywhere match. Ooh. A two out of three fools match. No, 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 no. And also a Memphis street fight. Do you spot the problem with these three ideas, Tax, right? I mean, at least they've got the town, right? I mean... Memphis street fight and a fool's count anywhere are surely... <gasps> Well, actually, no, that's not true. A Memphis street fight... They're basically the same fucking thing. You have to be pinned (laughs) in the ring. 
Do you? Yeah, that's the instruction that they gave. Because when uh, oh, okay. later to you know flash forward, flash back, when uh, Shamo and Chris Chris were laying on the floor by the ramp, Maggle said, "Oh, he's got to get him back in the ring to get the pinfall." And at that stage, I was like, "What's the fucking point?" If this is a street fight, one, why aren't they in the street? Pointless. Chantel Jordan and Joe Janella did a pole driver on a car in Coventry outside of Burger King. That's a fucking street fight. Yeah, let's go. I mean, I understand you want to bring interactivity to your show and stuff, but <laughs> like when they showed the poll later, I swear to God, maybe 20 people voted on the poll. I mean, did they not realize how well Taboo Tuesday and Cyber Sunday went with all this this voting? Yeah. It's almost like they don't know how to book their show and they're just trying to work it out on the fly, you know? I mean, so basically, how, well, your well, on that subject, though, on that subject, mm. and I know I've made a master of this in some of my previous jobs, and I'm actually having to work quite hard in my current job, but other than me, who can literally get by in a profession coasting for like 20 years doing pretty much fuck all and still make money yeah it's easy to do when you've got entire dominance over your industry you know well i do i am the <laughs> rock star of professional accountancy no oh, i love it so uh undertaker's gonna be here later get excited bong um, <laughs> wait hang on that's a gimmick for later <laughs> triple h and stephanie are here both in their beautiful power suits. Love it. Matching um, power suit is the way forward. Yeah, sure. It's, it's funny. It's, it's a nice little... I would say that as much as I find Triple H's promos a bit bitter and a bit mm, get my own shit in type stuff, I guess he's a pro wrestler. He's kind of entitled to it. Steph, over the last few weeks, has been one of the like real highlights on a fucking bag of shit that has been this run so far. I really like Steph. I think she's great. And we've got to give Triple H a break because he's just had his entire developmental territory taken away from him. <laughs> yeah. God, you feel sad for the dude, man. Like, honestly, I-, I feel sad for Triple H in that I think he was trying to do something positive to maneuver WWE into a space where something more exciting was going on and we're not just resting on our laurels, right? I think there's a lot to be said for the positivity of that. But a man that Books Johnny Gargano is like the highlight of his career is booking Johnny Gargano in a couple of main events. It, it doesn't think of pro wrestling the same way I think of it. I'll put it that way. Still got a wedding tonight, haven't we? So that'll be good. On the oh no, what's this? No, it's a wedding next week. I think on the new NXT. Uh, oh yeah, the, the, I'll make sure I tune in <laughs> because everyone loves a wrestling wedding. I, I literally have no interest in anything WWE right now. This is the problem, right? So I haven't watched a Raw for a good couple of years. I watched a SmackDown for a good couple of years. I watched the big four pay-per-views, if I can get time. And I think watching this show, doing the podcast, and also having my enjoyment of what I like about wrestling coming in back in AEW, I think it's quite sad that... I don't want to watch WWE. And that's something that's been with me since I've been six years old. For 31 years, I have both enjoyed and despaired at this product. Hell, I've signed up for the network in the UK as soon as I could get it. I happily give Vince McMahon £10 a month to not actually watch it. (laughs) (laughs) But 
it, the more time goes on, and whilst AEW is very, very nice at the moment, it breaks my heart that something that I loved so much as a kid is now shit. So whilst, like, yes, I love professional wrestling, but like I said to you when we first started doing this, um, when we did like our our pre our prequel episode when we started doing this podcast, and I said, you know, I've been a WWE guy for life. I've not really dipped into other bit. I I watched a bit of TNA. I watched a bit of ROH, but I never really ventured too far afield um, from from WWE. The fact that now. I couldn't tell you. I mean, I, I listen to results podcasts. I listen to other podcasts of wrestling that give sort of an analysis of what happened. But like Raw yesterday was an hour and a half of tag team turmoil for the shitty red strapped unicorn belts. I just don't give a shit. And the problem is because I have no interest in the product when covering this dross, I really struggle to find something positive out of it, which is why it's so refreshing when we get to see the old age outlaws. Mm-hmm. Um, just to finish my like thought about what you said. Um, honestly, I'm not sad about WWE. Not what me not wanting to watch WWE anymore. I'm completely over it. Like I was sad maybe five years ago, and because they didn't feel like there was enough of an alternative out there. Um, no one that can compete on that scale. So it was like, you know, you'd I'd watch PWG, I'd watch ROH, New Japan, whatever. New Japan was the only thing that ever felt like it could kind of compete. And it never had the production of WWE. Um, I'm honestly at a point where this week I had a boring afternoon. So I watched the GCW show. Really great fun. Really, really enjoyed it. Um, PWG is back. ROH have signed a whole bunch of awesome dudes. New Japan are firing on all cylinders and interacting with AEW. I love the silliness of AAA. There's so much wrestling out there right now that I absolutely adore. I have no need to watch WWE. I've literally put it to bed. Like, it may as well not exist anymore for me at this point. And the only thing I like about WWE is that it has that video library. It's got a history of amazing stuff that we can go back and we can podcast about and easily access. Apart from that, and the fact that I build a way, I have a wage because we partly cover WWE. That's, that's the only reasons I need them around anymore. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't want to watch their shows in any way, shape, or form. I feel like I've escaped an abusive relationship with WWE. Because like yeah. you said, you put it to bed five years ago. I've been holding on. It's been disappointing me, upsetting me, hurting me. It's, it's in my mind, it's still quite upsetting. But as you said, there's yeah. so much more around. And for me now at the tender age of 37 professional wrestling is about professional wrestling it doesn't matter the flag that's on the venue it's about what i can see and what i can get out of it and i think the thing that made me fall in love with aaw was and i think it's like again been echoed again with sort of dragon and adam cole joining is how they handled brody in his last few weeks yeah the locker room was a family a lot of people are saying and none of this leaked because they're all into it because they're all a team there's no people going off to the the you know the dirt sheets going what's happening and it's refreshing and it's it's nice that i've got a a new home and it's nice that like when we both started you know we bought that first release of aw merch you know we were there from the beginning so it's nice to support, you know, these guys who are actually revolutionizing professional wrestling and taking it, giving it back to those wrestling fans who become 
jaded without like they they bring in the old guys because they understand their heritage like sting and jake roberts are there and obviously i am trying to feed back into raw but they don't keep bringing back the same old fucking useless tarts like the outlaws yeah sure all right, let's get back to it. So uh, basically, uh, we're going to go over Steph and Triple H's bit quickly, mate. Um, so Steph recaps Dragon attacking the authority, which is Bance, because, you know, he was defending himself. But the way she you know, comes at it from her angle is really, really funny. Um, Triple H left Dragon lying in the ring. Uh, she apologizes through gritted teeth, side-eyeing the camera. It's a beautiful promo work. And she says this great line, which really kind of added a sense of bitterness to me as a fan watching this, but I don't think it actually worked. Well, she described Dragon as having a niche following of fans. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, that's such a good line. We should get that quote up and get his little debut uh, in AEW up. He's got a niche following. <laughs> and she follows it up by going, my husband is above Daniel Bryan, professionally, figuratively, and literally it does like a little side with her hand like a short guy oh she is fucking brilliant man steph is great as you said i've already said she's been the highlight of this run of shows yeah so uh as you were saying get excited everyone it's a non-title match of oh by the way just to clarify steph and triple h admonish dragon okay just just throw yeah. it out there boo dragon useless not good we want to give yeah. you a platform, ah, but you're not good and you're not Triple H and you're not big. One of many admonishings this evening because script writing, am I right? <sighs> so a non-title match of the WWE Tag Team Champions of the Usos, Jimmy and Jay, versus Rybaxel. It's a shameful thing, lobster. Oh, no one cares. It's not even Seamus. <laughs> about to say what uh we are treated to a ryback picture in picture promo where he says he'll be <clears throat> clear story we're reading all the stage directions tonight uh, <laughs> he'll be oh ryback says that he will be ryback says that he will be i can't say it the greatest big man in wwe history Wow. Well, he will he will get be the biggest man in WWE if he keeps eating because he keeps telling people to feed him more. Greedy boy. Sure. Whilst Joe Henning stands there going, oh, what have I done? <laughs> <laughs> so opposite them is the neon green racial stereotype usos which are not my favorite usos but if but i say oh least... you say oh Oose. Uso. oh Oose. 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 Oh. but at least they can kind of work a tag match they are very good tag wrestlers even at this time shame about the other people in the ring well one of them's fire one of them's ice <laughs> do you get it <laughs> callbacks are the best so Ryback Enzo's Jimmy Uso on the bottom rope. Oh, rapes him. <laughs> I don't know if we can say allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> the character. Hmm. Rappe. Um, Rappe. Continental. Accent over. Wasn't the he e. proven very innocent of that, by the way? Who cares? Well, I mean okay. So Sue Ryback. <laughs> 
hot tag very early into the match like a minute into the match the hot tag with barely any heat whatsoever oos oh super ish kicks dive nope that's not my hotel room i have no idea who that woman is i mean was i mean is <laughs> one two three and the winner of the usos the outlaws are all this time on commentary on commentary going we weren't well we weren't well that's why we lost the belts we were ill and i'm yeah. sick of watching the usos and the new age outlaws i thought last week this was like you know new age old age outlaws whatever weren't going to be on the show anymore because they lost the belts and we're just going to hide them away somewhere but no no they're here to continue this feud with the usos they're here they're there they're kid rock bitch and they're everywhere <laughs> wow pulling that out of left field <laughs> does this lead to outlaws versus usos at wrestlemania i fucking hope not i hope I one of them might. gets a staff infection and the other one does all right literally like just having the outlaws and (laughs) the usos is just fucking it's like having chavo on my screen it just ruins everything Mm. shitbag hams in hole enter here low down deep hole of inescapable death it's the shield So we cut backstage to the shield with Kane and um, Kane admonishes the shield because script writing. You guys lost. You lost last week. How unprofessional you are. You are airing your dirty laundry on Smackdown. Ambrose, in fairness, questions a script and says, what's your point? <laughs> Kane says they've proven to be a valuable asset in the past, but he's going <laughs> to get them. He's going to light a fire under them because he's the devil's most you know, second favorite demon. And sees yeah, yeah. where they are. Fire, see it. Do you get it? Fire, ice, fire, fire, demon, fire, ice. Do you get it? Ice cold. <laughs> Prove if you're still an asset. See if you still sit on the authority's balance sheet. See if you have depreciated beyond the point of value. Fucking hell. Why? Why Watching are... Kane run them down like this made me realise they've been booked like geeks in this whole run. Yeah. It's unbelievable how bad this is. Roman in the Rumble was good. Seth had a couple ah, the of Roman good spots. <laughs> apart, apart from that, have they had any good booking? Uh, they've had the hissy fits of Rollins and and uh, sorry, and Roman and Ambrose uh, trying to steal pins off each other. That's good booking. Says dissension. Mm, yeah, gonna because at this stage again. What are the Shield doing at Mania? Maybe we're going to go for a triple threat of all the guys from the Shield at Mania. Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah, I mean, you know, follow up on this booking they've been doing of the dissension, you know. At least do something with it, maybe. Well, we'll see where we go later on in the night. <laughs> exactly. Ah, producer tells them to end this segment very loudly. And end the segment they do. Back from ads, straight into Get Excited, everyone. It's a... Another non-title match of Jack Swagger with Cesaro and casual racist Seb Coulter. Well, he's a lot less racist nowadays because there seems to have been some sort of complaint because he stopped doing the entire gimmick, apparently. Versus the Intercontinental Champion of Big E. He can't... Well, Not one, this he, shit again, Tax. He can't do the jokes because he already did them seven weeks ago. So he's run mm. out of jokes. And two... As they're actually wrestling someone like Big E, Zeb Coulter's racism is probably not well-received. Well 
<laughs> yeah. The whole gimmick's gone. They're just wrestlers now. Who can't wrestle? Well, yeah, they're kind of cut off at the knees because they get like a minute or two every match and they have this stupid fucking storyline where this tag team are kind of feuding. And I'm like, so is this going to lead to Swagger versus Cesaro versus Big E for the IC strap at WrestleMania? Because that's the only thing, like logical announcement I can come to. But as the match starts, we get a picture in picture of Big E announcing himself the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? What's the point in this story then? We're just going to put them in a battle royal. They're not going to give us any payoff to this fucking story. Why have we been watching this for week after week after week? It's so dumb. Well, Big E loves a trophy. But <laughs> the thing that got me most about this, looking at these three, yeah, and this is no disrespect to Swagger, because I think that from a, a legitimate sports background, he's very, very good. But I would rank them in order of importance to me of Cesaro, Big E, Swagger. I can't yeah, believe sure. that out of these three, Swagger's the only one to win the big belt in WWE. Yeah, it's kind of stupid, isn't it? And like, you look at the way Swagger was booked for AW. Perfect. Such a good placement. When he comes out now to do run-in stuff, I get excited. I've never been excited about the Swagger who's in WWE. And this, this highlights it. It's dumb fucking booking. Bad idea. from Stupid idea from bad creative, I believe. Yeah. But the fact is that this is, no word of a lie, we've covered this match or Big E versus either Cesaro or Swagger for the last six weeks. And my notes for this essentially are, listen to the last however many pods we've done because it'll be exactly the same shitty botchy finish, which (laughs) will end up with Zeb Coulter going, gotta be friends, boys. Just edge him. (laughs) Just edge him. Just edge him. Now it's your turn. Just edge him. Yeah. Literally exactly the same finish as the last few weeks. Cesaro refuses to interfere this time rather than interfering. So Biggie, schoolboy swagger. And you're like, how many fucking times do we need to see a roll up for the one, two, three? The winner is Biggie. Swagger is angry and fronts up the big Swiss. Seb shouts at the lads, admonishes them because script writing, am I right? Vince's stories just endlessly repeating themselves in every fucking segment so far. Swagger and Cesaro shake hands. Cesaro crushes Swagger's hand a little bit. So I'm like, are they going to wrestle at WrestleMania? Is that what's going to happen? I guess we'll fucking see. (sighs) Well, good thing that's taken a prolonged period of time. Because up next, it's The Undertaker. Bong! The last outlaw. Big old dong in it. The last outlaw's here, and we're going to go straight to commercial break. Because yep. it's good, because we need three segments for The Undertaker to walk to the ring. Would you believe it, Rich? The Undertaker doesn't just appear in the ring after the, uh, after the ad breaks. <laughs> they don't cut in mid-promo for The Undertaker. No, no, we have to have everyone bored in the arena. And then, here we go, everyone. Because, you know, I don't normally take that many notes anymore, because I've got a pretty decent memory. But as Rich asked me to kindly take notes of this section, and in fairness pretty good promo as we go through so let me tell you all about this segment last time we saw the uh, this is the first time we've seen the undertaker since he accepted uh lesnar's challenge by being the face and stabbing him in the hand with a pen to sign this contract like a bitch (laughs) we're back from the break and out comes taker he's making his grand entrance as the fans cheer to start with for the first six minutes and then go and get a hot dog by the time they've had a hot dog, it digests badly and gives them the shits. They go to the loo, 
have the shits, return with some Gatorades to rehydrate, the Undertaker's finally made it to the ring. There's a purple light over the ring because someone forgot to change the gobo. <laughs> Fans chant for Taker before he can even speak. But then, just as the Undertaker is about to start going, out comes Paul Heyman to the stage. Heyman, being the kind gentleman, apologises for his presence, and especially if it you know, up, upset the Undertaker's train of thought, and he introduces himself to the Undertaker and calls the Undertaker Sir, because he's a lovely professional man, big business, big businessman. Heyman starts praising the streak. He points out that Mr. WrestleMania, Shawn Michaels, could never win two WrestleMania matches in a row. He goes and says similar things about Triple H. I think Triple H was like four. Hogan was five. Austin was four. Cena was three. None of these guys have managed to get a string of these WrestleMania wins in a row because nobody realized this was a gimmick until someone mentioned it for the uh, Undertaker versus Randy Orton match. Paul Heyman says he doesn't want The Undertaker to step in the ring with Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania 30 in case Brock's accidentally grown a top knot. (laughs) But because the fans needed something to worship and they need to worship the streak. Even Heyman says that he worships the streak. And after last year, the very good match between Punk and uh, Taker, Heyman says that Lesnar will end the streak even though he's stepping into the unknown of wrestling The Undertaker at WrestleMania. And Heyman then goes on to finish and say, it's an unknown that Taker needs to fear, not Lesnar. Heyman says, if Taker steps in the ring of Lesnar, the streak needs to be feared and the streak will be conquered. Well, seven minutes of this promo in, The Undertaker finally says something. And he tells Paul Heyman to take a message to Lesnar about the fear of the unknown as being the greatest fear of them all. And then Taker tells Paul Heyman to tell Lesnar that if he shows up at WrestleMania, he will, of course, <coughs> clear his throat, rest in pizza. Pieces. Pieces. <laughs> Pieces. And then it, Taker's it, music hits and Heyman leaves. Yeah, it's a great promo. Yeah, very, Heyman, very... Heyman is really, really good here. And this is the time where Paul Heyman's promos aren't the same. When he's introduced and says, my name is Paul Heyman, I am the advocate of Big Big Brock. And again, he raised a very good point. You know, he, and this is classic promo 101. He builds up the opposition. These Hall of Fame, these legendary wrestlers have not been able to string together more than five victories at WrestleMania. You have gone 21 victories, and I respect that. The fans need this streak to continue, but my guy's better than you. So, again, you've built up The Undertaker, acknowledged that the heel sees The Undertaker as this big force, and it is an unknown going into him in a match with him at WrestleMania, but still managed to get over the fact that he believes that Brock Lesnar is going to win and at this stage, we're all sitting here going, <laughs> yeah, like, fuck is Brock Lesnar going to beat The Undertaker? Yeah, I didn't think it was going to happen. Well, we'll find out at Mania if it does. <laughs> like anyone listening to this podcast doesn't know what happens. I love the idea that there's some, like, you know, non-wrestling fans that's like, oh, I like this, guys. <laughs> I wonder what happens at this WrestleMania show. Well, join us in a few weeks' time, because we've got to watch WrestleMania Fuck!
to be fair, it's probably better than this run of rules, but there's a brilliant bit here where, by the way, commentary are fucking awful all night. Um, King goes, Brock Lesnar has never been in the ring with The Undertaker. And JBL and Cole at the same time go, at WrestleMania, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> fucking idiot. You can literally hear Vince in the headsets going, the line is they've never been in the ring together. WrestleMania, King. Say it, damn it. It's like, ah, oh, it's just beautiful. You wonder why you're having to wear a peach and silver suit, you fucking cretin. <laughs> <laughs> All night, commentary are just annoying get stuff wrong endlessly like much worse than us like we get stuff wrong regularly they are horrifically bad man and they're worse than they have been yeah they're getting worse these shows are getting worse every element of them i'm just like i thought this was going to get better it's not it's getting worse and i and i want to be i want to try and be objective about it because maybe it's just getting worse because we're getting sick and tired of having the same shit every week but Probably. i genuinely feel this week amongst all others they just do not care about what's happening in the ring at all. It's all about their own flipping in jokes. And yes, yeah. we have our own in jokes in this podcast, but we're not fucking doing it on a professional television show. No, we're doing it on a professional yeah, podcast. We don't care about our audience. We're just popping ourselves. <laughs> Speaking of which, make sure if you do listen to us, like, subscribe, tell a friend. <laughs> Find our links at worldwrestlingpodcast.com and if you like what we do, make sure you head over to worldwrestlingpodcast.com and buy yourself a t-shirt. All the links are there. It sends you to Amazon. Get yourself a hoodie. Winter's coming. Winter is coming. That's from a TV show, which is a fucking ton better than this shit we're watching. Even though I've never oh, watched it. I don't know. That last season's pretty bad, but okay. <laughs> On the plus yeah. point, that should have, this should have been what we've called this for Brie and Dragon. We should have called it Tits and Dragon. <laughs> Tits and Dragons. <laughs> oh, that's great. Uh, so commentary are still pushing very very hard for this main event this evening uh, which they finally tell us about uh, what is it it's, it's a tag match isn't it it's AEW versus WWE I mean it is it's Brian da- Brian Danielson Daniel Brian Sorry. Danielson Daniel, Daniel Bryan <laughs> Big Show versus Batista and Randy Orton like anyone gives a fuck about that I wonder if Tony Khan uh, did this uh, Paul do you know the name of the lad who sang your entrance theme in WWE? Yeah, I've got my phone. Do you want to get him to come and sing you a new song? Ooh, okay. Is that what they actually do? Because it does sound like the same guy. No idea. It sounds like the same chap. You've got the... It's like, oh, it's just a nice little touch, man. And all I can say to Europe is, fuck you, lower your rights price. Let the man yeah, have his song. bastards. <laughs> if this was uh, Mexico, so- this wouldn't be a fucking problem. Yeah, fucking right. It's all about the boom. <laughs> Such good music. I love Adam Cole's song. Uh, so next up, we've got a tag team match of Cody Rhodes and Goldust, the brothers of um, Destruction. Dusty's kids. There we go. <laughs> and the horrific smash-up entrance theme. It's fucking awful. Boom. Versus The Shield. I did the acronyms earlier. Of Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins with Dean Ambrose by their side. Do you think uh, Cody and Goldust's theme is why Jim Johnson had either already left or is why Jim Johnson got fired? Ah, uh, maybe. It's it's really bad. But um, you know what's quite good? You listen to the Shields theme at double speed, it sounds like a bit like Pantera's I'm Broken. Don't ask me how I know that. Can't <laughs> believe I had to sit through three th- fucking hours of this and you listen to Pantera. I offered to, to send them to you. I offered you were like, no, I'm going to watch them in all their purity, I think is the word you use. Imagine. So it's your own fucking fault. Imagine this and also having to dip into SmackDown. 
Oh, mate. Do you want me to send you the rules later? Nope. I'm committed to All this right. now. I-, I appreciate you. You do it. You you do you, buddy. <laughs> well, the hounds of justice are here. <laughs> so, so you know how this raw, for example, could easily fit into an hour? I mean, at a push, this could be a main event. Yeah, but th- this whole show could easily be condensed to like, you know, an hour at most almost, right? And it's three fucking hours. What like, if you just watch it at double speed, it's the same show that would be in an hour. It just happens in a shorter time. Well, <laughs> you know, uh, like, it's like watching Raw back in the day. Like, everything's just a bit... Like, the matches are so drawn out. The segments are so drawn out. It just compresses them all. It's great. <laughs> well, out of interest, out of the three-hour WWE Raw, can you guess how many minutes of in-ring action there were from bell to bell, considering we have one, two, three, four, oh, five, six, seven matches. I think the main event goes long, so let's go 35 minutes. You will be shocked. There is 55 and a half minutes of in-ring action on this three-hour yeah. show. Yeah, I mean, it is drawn out. A lot of these matches do feel drawn out to me. Mainly because this match is the second longest of the night by five seconds. Right. Who the so, fuck let the Brotherhood have almost the longest match of the night against the, the Shield? <laughs> Some of the better workers on this show, man, I'm going to be honest. Well, yeah, but where's the story? Hi, we've got Cody and Goldust. They're pretty good at wrestling. And we've got Roman and Seth. Can't wait till AW sign Tyler Black. <laughs> okay, so there is a bit more story to this than we've watched. So before our run of show started... The Shield lost oh, the belt to... Oh, with the Dusty. Too. Oh, we had also yeah. the Dusty stuff as well. Yeah. So there is some story here. They just do a dog shit job of explaining it on this show. So if you've come in as a casual leading into WrestleMania, like we're trying to experience doing these series of podcast runs, you don't get this story told to you whatsoever. Yeah, you wouldn't tell because the commentary were talking about Sheamus and Christian in this match. Yeah, because they're dog shit. Um, so hot tag to Goldie gets zero reaction from the Memphis crowd a couple of minutes into the match. Really weird. Like this crowd are fucking silent and this is probably one of the better things that's going to happen on the show, guys. You might want to get invested in this moment. <laughs> Otherwise, you know, you're going to waste your money, you know? It is what it is. Uh, Seth needs a murder clown as Roman doesn't catch him on a throw to the outside <laughs> by Goldie. Cut to ads. And I'm like, oh, they're doing two segments. Okay, fair enough. Come back from ads and the shield beat up gold dust. CM Punk chance, because, you know, fuck this company. Uh, Roman. <laughs> okay, so there's something I've wanted to discuss about Roman for a while now, and I've always kind of skipped over it. You know, he does the spot where the guy falls to the apron, he walks around the ring, jumps up, and does the kind of Yakuza kick where he lands his back on the apron. The drive by. Is that what it's called? Is it yep. called the drive by? Okay. This always gets a decent pop. It always gets a replay. Commentary go crazy for it. I don't get it. It's really not that great a spot to me. He's landing on the hardest part of the ring. Yeah. It's like, I'm 5'6", right? I think I could pull this off quite easily. Oh, man. I can't wait till we've recorded episode 100. (laughs) (laughs) I've got up on an apron. I know how tall they are. They are a bit bigger than you imagine. But I think I could jump up and land back first on the apron. <laughs> Do you want me to tell you a quick fun story <laughs> please, please <laughs> about go my for own it. stupidity? So, one training session, I was a bit like, "Yeah, I think like Matt went out to the loo 
and I'm just standing after doing weightlifting. And I was like, I'm pretty good for a short tubby bloke with a decent, ver- I've got quite a decent vertical leap. And I was a bit like, I'm going to see if I can do that Brock Lesnar thing. I'm going to see if I can do a ground jump from the floor and land on the ring apron. I don't think I ever told <laughs> Matt this either. Yeah, yeah. So Matt went off to the loo or something. He, was, he wasn't in there. And I was like, I'll wait for him to come back, but I'm going to go, I'm going to get up there. So I did some warm up. He had, Matt had like a pile of um, crash mats on the side. So I like lined them up and sort of did my practice standing jump. And I was like, yeah, I don't think I've got that much higher to jump. Went to jump onto the ring apron. Mate, my shins were bruised for weeks. <laughs> Completely <laughs> fucked up, stacked it. Guillotined myself on the bottom rope as I fell. <laughs> oh, then, nice. And then fell on the floor. <laughs> it was hilarious. Oh, I'm glad beautiful. no one was there to see it. <laughs> Goldust gets a hot tag to Cody, which gets a little pop this time. Yay. Uh, Cody goes on a rampage, hits a muscle buster on Seth, and I'm like, oh, excuse me? What did you just do? <laughs> Hang on. That, isn't that the move that killed Tyson Kidd? <laughs> well, yeah. He does a fucking muscle buster to Seth. What the fuck? When did, it, when did he start doing muscle busters? Uh, now. Well, I've not seen him do it prior to this show. <laughs> Mate, how fucking angry is Samoa Joe sitting at home going, Hang on. How fucking angry is Samoa Joe where Triple H has re-signed to NXT and Vince has gone, Vince McMahon's gone, right, I'm taking over NXT now. Oh, shit. Yeah. Are you seven foot tall? Can you not wrestle? Sign this contract, <laughs> in your words. Oh, dear. It's great stuff, man. you got to love it. It's so funny. <laughs> it's just like, you know this thing that all these wrestling fans like? like yeah, 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 yeah. What, NXT? Oh, yeah, yeah. The thing where they do the wrestling. Yeah, yeah. Can we... Not. <laughs> I wonder if Vince has just done this and he sort of sits around the back and with Linda and he goes, so Vince, this joke's got to end. No, Linda. They keep giving me more money for making my business, the product, even worse. So get this, Linda. Get this, get this, right? Get what I'm going to do, right? Come here, come, 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 come here. Get to what I'm going to do today, right? You know, you know Big E, yeah? And you know for the last, like, six months he's been wrestling swagger and cesaro you won't linda linda guess what no 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 come back come back come back you, do you know what no 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 leave trump alone come back come back i know you're supposed look what i've got on the run sheet for tonight vince that's 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 the same match again i know and they still <laughs> keep giving me money <laughs> 10 weeks i've done this now linda it's great isn't it they're fucking idiots all of them it's like Give the me their money it's like the mitchell and webb thing Linda, you see this? I just copied last week's fucking match card and USA Network still give me money. Fucking hell! <laughs> you see these big lads? They can't wrestle. But I put them in a ring and USA Network still pay me. Fucking look at the money! <laughs> you see these t-shirts that are shit just on black with like just their name on it. People buy these on Euroshop. Pure profit, yeah. Unbelievable. <laughs> we literally spend a penny on each one. Charge twenty dollars. Fuck them. What a shrewd businessman he is, and what, and this is the thing. Like, I really hope. I I want Vince to like get down to like one million viewers, just dead one million, and AEW beating him, and then Vince McMahon is just going to stand up at the creator beat and go, right, Bruce, you fired. Triple H, do you wanna do you wanna give Chomper a call? What? We'll put the belt on Chumper. What? You're in charge. What? Why? Just been having, just been having fun for ten years. <laughs> <laughs> it's flair available. I, I think he's, 
I think he's done with Triple H. I think at the moment NXT didn't like completely destroy Dynamite. I think he was like, no, I can't trust you anymore. In his old man insanity of logic, you know. He's he's going to be phoning up Tony Khan and go, Tony, do you want to fuck my daughter? <laughs> please buy my company. Please fuck my daughter. Just take my take it, please. Actually, fuck my wife. With. You, you fuck my wife. I am your wife. Oh, sorry, Linda. I didn't realize you're still here. Just playing. <laughs> Tony's like, I made you my wife, bitch. <laughs> anyway, so everyone does a spot. Buckle bomb, stomp by Seth to Cody. One, two, three. Shield win. Uh, probably the best match of the night. When I realized this and it wasn't even halfway through the show, I got quite sad. Been sad watching all these. Like, Leanne walked into the front room. And she's like, bloody hell, what have you been doing? This is like a massive session. Like, no, this is actually just sad tissues. Sitting there, knife to your wrist. Like, I can't take it anymore. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Please end it. Oh. <coughs> Not even a good wanking joke can make this show any better. That was a good one. I appreciate it. So you did got, you. Uh, you cut your wrist to increase the lube, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's dark. That's really dark. <laughs> that is on commentary to save the day, everyone. Hooray! It's a tag team match of AJ Lee and Tamina. Fuck. <laughs> Versus the Bella Twins. You can fuck, look, but you can't touch. Tax. I'm going to give you your moment here, okay? So, with the Bellas in the ring and Natty on commentary, apparently season two of Total Divas is coming up. Oh, mate, what a treat. And we've got a new cast member. Got a new cast member, mate. We've got Summer Rae. Summer Rae's joined the cast. Oh, what a fantastic show it was. Oh. Color me excited. I mean, the first series, they had Jojo and Eva Marie on to try and make them stars, even though they weren't in the ring. And, you know, Eva Marie, she's done all right for herself. And Jojo's got lovely family out of it. So well done to all those on Total Divas. And more importantly, to the Bellas, they got a massive business empire out of it. So fair play to those ladies. Yeah, absolutely. I love Dragon going, yeah, no, I had a lovely time with WWE in the back of his head going, can't fuck up that giant income my wife has. <laughs> yeah, don't want to ruin that wine distribution deal. And also, even though yeah. I hate being on E, they do fly me business class everywhere. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <sighs> Natty drops a enough is enough and it's time for a change on commentary. Yes. Like, yeah, yeah, I love Owen, but this is the time. And I went back place, to a lovely so. time the night before where Darby and Punk did that lovely, lovely Sean Waltman, Bret Hart spot. Very nice. Fuck yeah, buddy. It's good stuff. Oh, we're back to some real wrestling. I miss Arachno doing that. <laughs> I'm going to show up. Uh, the crowd chant for LL Cool J. Ah, uh, yes, because we've got to have a celebrity at ringside. And him and his, um, yes. I don't know, CIS Botswana <laughs> I love promo. that you have no idea who he was either. No, LL, <laughs> like, LL Cool J is a rapper and an actor. Yeah, I know who LL Cool J is. It's the other guy that I'm just like, I have no idea who the fuck that is. Oh, well, he didn't get any mic time because LL Cool J was just, you know, center stage. <laughs> I've literally written LL Cool J and his CSI friend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I mean, there is an who I believe is Daniel O'Donnell's son or something like that. Who knows? Who cares? Brilliant. So uh, I'm just going to read them out. So NCISLA side quest. LL Cool J and another guy I kind of recognize talked to Renee at ringside. 
LL Cool J creeps on the women in the arena out with a conditioner all over our bodies line and we've got submissions for the Bella Twins comments. I'm like, ah, when being a creepy, rapey fuck was acceptable. 2014, what a time. Well, as they said, you can look, but you can't touch. So they set, bo- they set, you know, they set boundaries, which I think is really important in these horrific, mm. sleazy relationships. Yeah. Hello, Cool J is proper creepy on this show. Much more than I ever thought he would be. I got the feeling Mr. J was uh, mildly inebriated <laughs> at this moment <laughs> because he was well, like, how am I going to get through this show? <laughs> I, I might have had a couple of Robin Cokes by this point in this show, but it's all good. Uh, Nikki gets a tag and like the Brit rest mark she obviously is, she comes in and goes, come on, and does a power grab. And I'm like, Good girl, there you go. You know how to do wrestling. It's really unfair. Nikki gets a tag, but David Starr didn't get one. Mm, don't get the joke. Ankle tag? Because he's a fucking criminal. Oh, okay. Allegedly. Uh, Nikki does her wank, I mean, rack attack to AJ Lee for the one, two, three. Nikki pins the champ, AJ Lean. AJ Lee. AJ Lean, is fuck. she like a window cleaner? Ah, oh, welcome to my kingdom. <laughs> AJ Lean. Nikki Bella just pinned the champ. And she picked up the belt, which is not a thing you do. You're you're the face. Mm. I wonder where this is going, Tax. Well, then Natty got up on the ring apron and was like, hey, that's my event spot, my main event spot that Vince will never give me because I'm related to Brett. Yeah. <sighs> Tune in next week to this exciting women's division. A uh, replay of Bray cutting a promo on Cena and Hogan from the start of the show. AJ AJ Lee. Cena buries the Wyatt gimmick. Remember that? That was good. Feels like a lifetime ago as I was watching this live. Big match. The show's just dragging and dragging and dragging. Dragon? Yeah, that's why he's up next. (sighs) Deep breath. Let's get through this. (laughs) It's Dragon to cut a promo. He talks about the Yes movement. He chats shit about Steph's apology earlier. He's 100% pushing to a Triple H match. Every single thing he says in this promo is like, Triple H, Triple H, Triple H, Triple H. It's very, very clear this is what he's been told to do. Well, Daniel, you are in the main event. You're going to wrestle Triple H. I'll remember that, Vince. Thank you. Hey, Linda, guess what? Guess what? See this promo? (laughs) See this promo I've written for Daniel. Yeah? No, you know, Brian. Daniel Bryan Danielson. Yeah, that, that the, the little one. The one who doesn't eat meat. He doesn't have a TV. <laughs> He's poor. But anyway, look what I've written him. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He doesn't have a TV. Linda! 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 <laughs> Shane, come here. <laughs> Get your mother. <laughs> I want to see the, the McMahons <laughs> as the Osbournes. <laughs> Give me a reality show of the McMahons. <laughs> That'd be amazing. God. We might see uh, the roads as the Osborns in this show they're advertising everywhere. Oh, really? Is there a new one? Yeah, they're doing this. What's it called? Roads Family oh, reality God. TV bullshit. Yeah, I'll watch I'm it. Sure I love, I love that yeah. shit. Yeah, I know you do. You wait till Dragon... I start doing Mister and Mrs. <laughs> Mister and <sighs> Mrs. Dragon tells us the Yes movement is going to occupy Raw politics, isn't it? Oh, Extinction Extinction Rebellion is Daniel Bryan's favourite p- political <laughs> movement. So this is the segment where 100 or so people in dragon shirts slowly fill into the ring as we cut to adverts. And I'm like, oh, this is kind of fun. 
They do the yes stuff, you know, the ring's full, the ringside area is completely full. Looks good. Kind of looks really yeah, good. Looks great. I wish they'd done this anywhere but Memphis because, you know, you do this in Chicago, you do this in New York, wherever, someone might get stabbed, but it will be really, really good, you know? <laughs> like, they would, uh, it would be one of those segments you'd never forget because it would just be crazy. And the fans have some fun. It's an interesting segment, but again, it's, it's, um, it feels a little, Little, little tepid watching it back not the craziness i kind of remember watching it the first time it's funny you should say that because when i watched this the first time it was like like mini anarchy the the people the fans in the ring were going for it it was so yeah. loud and so vibrant and everyone has having such a good time and in the back of my mind i remembered this like you said like you said when we started doing the show you were like but remember the moment when they had the takeover, the mm. most, you know, the important turning point of our story to get to, you know, WrestleMania 30, the end of tits and dragons for our, our series. And it's, I don't know if it's because the show had been so bad up to this point, but it was quite underwhelming. I think the promo beforehand was definitely not his best work because of what he had scripted for him. Yep. And it wasn't as raucous as I remember. Yeah, strange, isn't it? Because I remember this as being like, this is one of the things I was looking forward to. It's not awful by any means, but it was not anywhere near the levels of craziness I remembered it being. I was surprised they did this in Memphis because good wrestling town, if you give them big stories to follow, and I guess that's what they're aiming for here, but the build has been so hit and miss and we don't really know what's happening. Is it Kane? Is it Triple H? Is he going to the main event? Is he going to win the Rumble? Is he going to do this? And blah, blah, blah. It's, it's just been so, like, uh, it feels illogical. Like, this is the moment where it, we start to get the story, finally. And understand they're trying to create a big moment. I just, I just again, I wish they'd done that somewhere else almost. You know? they've, left it, they've left it too late, though. They left it too yeah, late for what they needed so. to do. Like this would so, have been perfect a week ago. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's fair to say. Uh, Steph and Triple H come out. So it's full pantomime time. We get no, no, no from all the fans. Triple H calls the WWE fans hippies and trolls. I'm like, tell us how you really feel. <laughs> uh, Triple H sends security down, chuck everyone out. And Dragon goes, oh no, here they come. All two of them. <laughs> like, it's really funny. Dragon is very good at being sarcastic. He's got a brilliant dry wit about him. And also, what happened to the usual run of security guards that have come to break out melees? You know, it's like, yeah, where's all the guys in like polo tops and, and, and chinos? Why have we got these two lads in suits to come out to these <laughs> tepid Memphomaniacs. <laughs> yeah, meant for Hulkamaniacs. Fucking, yeah. I think it's because it makes it funny because they're obviously not going to do anything. And so you get Dragon to do all these silly lines and stuff, you know. So security walk down to where all the fans are at the ring. They they look and go, nah, and turn back and go towards Triple H and Steph. They can't do anything about it. Steph grabs the mic and again, it's the absolute highlight of this segment cuts this angry full kind of vicky guerrero level of screaming down the microphone triple h does a kind of bitter and pathetic kind of promo again seems to care more about his own shit rather than the story but steph is a hell of a worker uh they try and push on with the show because they can't get the fans out the ring so they sent damien sandow 
uh, try down to come for his match, but he can't get there. So he just kind of goes, there's nothing I can do. Starts to head back, head to the back. Triple H stops him, admonishes him because, you know, script writing, writing. am I right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Steph gets more and more screamy, just as screamy, get out! <laughs> it's really funny. Eventually we boil down to Dragon going, they'll have to give them, uh, they'll give them the show back if Triple H will wrestle Dragon at WrestleMania. Uh, fully pushing to this match still. Triple H cuts kind of nonsensical promo. It's a bit shit. But he is, talks about like protecting Dragon. Did you understand what he was getting at here? Not really. I get it's maybe weird, it's, wasn't it? I wonder if they were trying the idea they were trying to say is look, I haven't pushed you into the main event because you'll get found out and the fans will turn on you because the second you get the belt, no one will be interested in you. I yeah, can maybe save that you. was the note coming in and he just didn't quite get to that point because I think he's just doing the frustrated thing quite well at this point. It, I mean, this is the thing, like both. Like Stephanie's hilarious with her promo, but there's nothing that it's not overly slapstick. It's genuinely like both of them are are genuinely furious, and it's really <laughs> yeah, nice to see like that, that. You know, sometimes when people are like feigning anger, like there's no rolling around having like temper tantrums, smashing their hands on the floor and stuff like that. It's just pure frustration. Imagine how you could, how you'd love to act when you just give your daughter dinner i don't like that you've eaten it you ate it last week don't like it now it's exactly the same thing you said it was your favorite dinner don't like it now and in my mind that's what my mind is doing all the shouting and all the will you just leave leave (laughs) eat eat the just eat the fucking curry you little bitch Okay, calm down. Everything's fine. Don't worry. <laughs> Do you want to know why she didn't eat the curry, Rich? I will tell you Go this. I prepared the curry before. She refused to eat curry after eating curry loads when she was younger. And I mm. found one of these like healthy ding meals for a kid. And I was like, just fucking do that. And, and the other week she ate it. And she had a lovely time. We had curries together. It was great. And I said, would you eat this again, child? Yes, daddy. It was really tasty. I'm in the garage working out. I'm not. I'm watching Raw, but telling my wife I'm working out. <laughs> um, I hear screaming and shouting from the kitchen, and I come in. She's refusing to eat the curry, Rich. Because, and I quote, when mummy puts it in the microwave, I think she pressed a different number to what you pressed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great reasoning. I love it. So I can feel the frustration for Triple H and Stephanie here, and I just see that every time my child opens her mouth. <laughs> Triple H goes, you want to wrestle me at WrestleMania? Dramatic pause. In the main you're event. On. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to be the main event at WrestleMania? You're on. Dragon says, that's great, but what the people really want is for me to be wrestling for the belt at WrestleMania. Oh, he's going to do it. <laughs> finally what episode number is this this week 10 i feel like we're a lifetime into this fucking run of shows episode 1z of cesaro (laughs) versus big e (laughs) fucking a so it boils down to if dragon beats triple h at wrestlemania the main event becomes a triple threat match security drags triple h off kicking and screaming like the fucking child he is so we're finally there, dude. 
seems like a kind of silly way to get there, but we're here, finally. What I will say at this stage is that it was quite nice that we've been playing like Dragon for the last couple of weeks going, I just want to wrestle you, Triple H. I want to wrestle you. It looks like he's taken his focus away, although he's been involved in wrestling Big Dave and Randy. It just looks... When he then think, okay, I've got my match, and the crowd sort of go, yay, yay, that's good. He's, He's got what he wants. And then Daniel Bryan effectively did a Columbo. Hang on a minute wagging his finger and turning round <laughs> one more thing it's like oh he's he's finally got his one over on the authority so i'm going to be interested to see now over the next few weeks how much they managed to bury daniel bryan leading up to wrestlemania 30 yeah um i forgot this was how this went at wrestlemania in that he has to wrestle triple h first to get the shot oh, really? at the triple main event yeah i completely forgot that's how it went so in the weeks leading into this show, I've really been questioning, like, what are we doing with the whole Triple H stuff? Are they just going to bin this off? Does Triple H get injured and we have to switch it up? Like, what happens? And so it's just, it's interesting to me that there was at least a payoff to all that frustration over the last few weeks in that we are actually going to get a Triple H match. Um, but then if he wins that, he then goes on to the main event. Um, is it good booking? Nah, not sure about that. But he's in the main event. With Triple H. Yeah, exactly. But given their due, at least this now makes some sort of sense. And the fact that part of the storyline at the beginning of this is the, you've made me wrestle two matches a night. You've made me wrestle three matches a night. The fact yeah. to get to the end, he has to wrestle potentially two matches to Absolutely. get the big win. And again, I don't want to put spoilers out there, but the thumbnail pretty much gives away what happens. <laughs> yeah. Th- th- I mean, yeah, obviously. Um, they're booking him like I want to book Murder Clown, you know. <laughs> Daniel Bryan comes out, buries Triple H. Daniel Bryan comes out, buries the Shield. <laughs> Daniel Bryan comes out, buries Kane. Like they're getting to that point now. At least it's it's I'm okay with it. Yeah, it's as you said. We're now was it four five weeks away from Mania, and we've got the main event. Yeah, brilliant. Did you know if you watch one hour of WWE Network every day? It'd take you three and a half years to watch it all. And I'm like, if only you broadcast one hour shows, you cunts. <laughs> Unbelievable. If you watch a third of this show, <laughs> is what this statistic is saying. It's so fucking dumb. These did you know statistics are much worse than I remembered them being. Well, hang on I a second. We used to mock them, but fuck it out. It's ridiculous. So just a quick question there. Yeah. So they said if you watch an hour of WWE Network a day, it would yep. take you three and a half years to watch all of the content on the network. That was there in 2014, yeah. Uh, still, that must be bollocks, because that's only 1,095 hours of wrestling. Divide that by, I don't know, a three-hour Raw or a three-hour pay-per-view. That's 365 episodes of Raw. Um, so a year's uh, 365 episodes of Raw and pay-per-views. Uh, I don't think, because they had all the WCW stuff on there from the beginning as well. So I think that's a lie. Quick maths. Oh, that's what I do. Yeah, I mean, it it read like bollocks. (laughs) It's like, this is not the last time they say something really fucking stupid about the network. We'll get to that. This is what our listeners come on for, Rich. To to meet and go, 
I've moaned about Raw, and now I'm going to moan about the accuracy of their statistics. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. <laughs> um, well, it's, it's a shame, everyone, thing. to find out the results for the Christian versus Sheamus stipulation that we have eagerly been anticipating, that everyone has been voting for at home. I say everyone, the 20 people that are still watching this bollocks at this point. 67% of people voted for a Memphis Street Fight. So great um honestly who gives a fuck i'm not yawning about this show (laughs) i mean Uh, like you said kenny omega ain't here to drag a match out of christian you know (laughs) oh kenny omega versus sheamus on like um in nwa give me that that'd be nice yeah that'd be fun so um pg hardcore spots in it get that kendo stick out oh Mm. right in this match between christian sheamus they did the thing that I absolutely loathe in professional wrestling. Christian is on the ropes with the kendo stick. He's about to jump down and hit Sheamus. Sheamus hits Christian in the midsection. Christian plants both his feet on the ground and then does a flip bump. <laughs> it's like, he's punched you in the gut. Crumble. You don't need to do a flip bump off that. Yep. Bit hokey, in it? Yep. Fucking I noticed during this match that LL Cool J and his mate have already left. Well, they've been asked to leave due to touching up the women <laughs> nearby. Yeah, intoxicated fools bounces like, get out, you. You had a hit in the 90s, but not anymore. It's 2014. Get the fuck out. Oh, uh, I, I, something's just popped up on my screen. So I'm I'm flicking for a few bits um, to try and get some wonderful, interesting stats as we go through. And uh, in, in one of these pages that I'm on, it says popular pages. And I looked down and was like, oh, who's in this list of popular pages? Adam Cole. Oh, that's nice. Sky Blue. Very nice. Daniel Garcia. Wheelie Utah. And unbelievably, then there's a picture. Abaddon. Open bracket. Female wrestler. Close bracket. Which makes me think, because at the moment I'm Googling, obviously, Abaddon the despoiler rather than Abaddon the, uh, the wrestler from AEW. Nice, yeah. Oh, I wish it was we were discussing Abaddon the Despoiler than this shit. <laughs> the pop she got when she came out for that Rumble match was great. People love the gimmick. It's amazing how much they haven't done with her. I, d- I know she got injured, but like she's changed yeah. the look up a bit as well. I know JR says this a lot, and I, it, it sounds a bit creepy when he t- says about the female athletes, but she has. She's leaned down as Abaddon. She looks in great shape. Yeah. I think they've got so many talented wrestlers right now. Like It's let, let's not rush through it. Let's let them take their time. I think they're going to get there. You know, they're, let's let's not turn this into WWE NXT, like just fly through the feud as quickly as possible. Let, let's let them take their time, dude. Like, I think we need a bit of patience as wrestling fans. Oh, I no, I, I, I have no, I have no issue. It's just a shame that she's not in, been in any feuds. Yeah, and she kind of has been. She's been on some of the uh, lesser shows like Dark and stuff. Oh, okay. Um, I think she will, uh, I think they mentioned she was like 8-0 and o or something like that. So they're building up um, a run here. Yeah. This promo has that. been approved by AW Management. <laughs> uh, this match ends with a bro kick through a paper-based drum skin because, you know, Memphis jazz drums right. or something. I was going to ask you this as a drummer. Rich, mm. that drum looks quite hokey. <laughs> I get yeah. the impression that was not a real bass drum. It was a kid's no. bass drum because it certainly wasn't the size of a grown-up, a big boy bass drum, was it? No, it's like the size of his chest. Unless well, his Seamus chest is, is 22 inches. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't a uh, big old boy. I've once seen uh, a drummer 
put a, be- a beta through a bass drum live. That actually, I've seen that happen. Uh, but did he do it with a brogue kick? No, he didn't. Fucking pussy. <laughs> it was the drummer from... I won't say Avenge the in name. It's the only one I'm thinking would be that aggressive. Of course not. um, It's quite a thing, task to do. Like, you've got, like, you know, a three ply head on a bass drum. You think about, like, three plies of mylar. It's quite difficult to put, like, a soft beater through. This guy did it. (laughs) Like, he was a big, beefy boy. Three ply. My palatial mansion. That sounds like the loo paper I use. Triple Ooh. ply. Ooh, very nice. Oh, I wipe my ass with bass drum skins because I'm so wealthy. <laughs> <laughs> Legitimately, the, like, I live in like an old medieval house, whatever. Um, and the we have medieval sewers as well that go along with our lovely old house. And so they got uh, blocked the other day, so I was elbow deep in shit. It was great. <laughs> Has Frank the Rat made another appearance? <laughs> <laughs> he better fucking be dead by now. I'm <laughs> laid down for that cunt. He's drunk God. on poison in your garden going, I'm going to block this fucking drain now. That'll learn him. <laughs> <laughs> like, I've legitimately had to say to Ollie this week, like, can I take a back seat from doing the streaming production with all the tech issues? Because I'm beyond stressed out with my <laughs> everyday life. I just can't handle this shit as well. <laughs> and uh, Ollie's probably said, yeah, is, is Frank available? Can Frank do the editing? <laughs> no, no, Ollie. Sorry, I've poisoned Frank. <laughs> Ah, oh, it's fucking what a mess at the moment my life is. It's great. Well, it's a good thing you got um, to watch this. <laughs> mate, I almost fell asleep during this match. Like, legitimately, I have a note here that I just forgot about. My eyes got so heavy. I remember hearing this kind of boom of a bass drum skin and being like, what? <laughs> I'd be like, oh, yeah, wrestling. It's, it was that bad. I mean, I think the, so far, the, you know, the highlights. <laughs> I mean, I, I am glad. I do enjoy your poop stories. <laughs> but oh do you want to hear a really fucked up poop story I'll oh yes because this is the, yeah because you said there was going to be another poop story let's do that <sighs> all right because so... it's only going to be not as shit as this show overall <laughs> it's all shit mate it's all good so um, on, wait a second i'm going to take a big glob of water with the dam- potential to damage my equipment in here so uh so you can tell the story as i guzzle away some h2o <laughs> okay cool i'll, I'll make it brief uh, I could, it's one of these stories that you could drag out a lot but basically uh, my mum managed to fall down some stairs and knock herself out uh, and so she's okay uh, but she has Parkinson's and she's going to have brain surgery soon and so it's all a giant fucking mess if I'm totally honest lovely listener and my good friend Dax you know most of this already but she ended up in any and they were like yeah you're okay you put a stick through your leg by the way and she's like did i <laughs> just like what careless. the fuck so careless <laughs> yeah careless you know just she, she fell down these stairs in her garden i should point out like steps i guess i should say and so yeah she uh, landed on a stick and it went into her leg and you know she's the big one of the big things about having brain surgery you can't have infections and so she had to go do this. She had all this like crazy um, antibiotics and everything to make sure she didn't get infected. So that was a, that was a good start to the the weekend. Um, she then goes. She lives down near you, like down uh, Thunnyway. And um, they go, oh yeah, you need to have an MRI, but you can't have it done here. You need to go to Canterbury to have your MRI done. And I'm like, okay, right, I'll come get you, no problem. So drive from Canterbury to Thunnet, good hour or so drive, pick up my mum, and we go to the MRI in Canterbury um we get about halfway we get into a little village uh called wingham i love you wingham. Know where wingham is right good oh, stuff yeah. yeah so very idyllic 
<laughs> very posh, right? That's why I know it. And my mum goes to me. Um, I know this is a nuisance. Remember, we've got a screaming autistic three-year-old in the car as well. <laughs> my mum goes to me. I know this is a nuisance. But I really need to go to the toilet. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, there's not many places in Wigham where you can pull over. And I'm like, okay. So we're driving through Wigham, and I see the sign: toilets, like a glowing. <laughs> exactly. Uh, oh, brilliant! Awesome. She won't shit in my car. So I pull over, and like, I'm literally, you know, when you you're, you're someone's so desperate that you don't even get to park the car. You're like, you're still rolling at the entrance of the car park. She's already got the door open. I'm like, okay, fine, whatever. So she she's out of the car. She's off to the toilet. So I'm like, oh, thank God. I turn to Mrs. And I'm like, right, thank God. Like, understandably, a lot going on. Probably not yeah. in the best of shape physically, all that sort of stuff. Like, let's just make sure she's okay. Like, thank God. <laughs> we had a bunch of Leroy on the back of the car. We'd just been shopping. Because I go to park the car turn around and my mum's just wandering around the loose like knocking on doors moving like stuff around i'm like what is going on so i get out of the car and she's like they locked the toilets <laughs> no i'm like oh no she's like i've got to go i've got to go i've got to go so i basically got to watch my mum shit herself behind a bush <laughs> Oh no. What is my life, dude? <laughs> oh, well, at least there was a bush. Yeah. <laughs> I will never get that sight out of my eyes, like out of my mind. I will never forget that sight. It's amazing. Like, you know that line you had years ago where you're like, it's like watching your nan shit herself. <laughs> <laughs> I know what that's like now. <laughs> oh well, I tell you what, mate. Uh, I will throw it out there as as mm. nicely as I can put it, and genuinely, that uh, sounds quite a harrowing experience. Anyway, yeah, it was a good I, laugh. You know, <laughs> I would much rather watch your mum shit in a bush than watch another episode of Monday Night Raw. Yeah, fucking a. <laughs> and I never thought I'd ever say. That. <laughs> come for the wrestling stay for the poop stories it's great isn't it? uh so i mean luckily <laughs> come for the poop stories, stay for the wrestling <laughs> <laughs> luckily i'm used to poop with having a kid and stuff otherwise that'd be a bit more traumatic than i thought it was you know the bit that really shocked me about it was that like you know my mom has parkinson she broke her knee relatively recently knocked herself out the day before you know obviously in a pretty bad state needs brain surgery because of the parkinson's and everything um, so she's squatting in a bush <laughs> and I've got like Lou roll in my hand because I'm like I happen to have some in the back of the car thank god what I see is this right quick wipe alright let's go and I'm like oh <laughs> please wipe properly like we're getting back in my car what are you doing angel wipe mate clean poo as my daughter oh. calls it <laughs> When my daughter successfully does a shit and then wipes her own ass, she shouts out the door going, Daddy, it was a clean poo. <laughs> so that means you definitely haven't wiped properly. No, the paper's coming out clean. You haven't wiped properly. I've heard what's happening oh, in there. It's good stuff, man. 
<sighs> well, should we get the rest of this shit out of the way? Do we, do we have to? Like, it's bad. Can we just say that and get on with it? Well, we've got All a tag right, okay. team main so, event, haven't we? Oh, we've so, got a promo oh, first. Well, Sorry, I forgot the promo. Let's th- 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 mock the funny shit before it. So Cole tries to show Americans how to use iPads and laptops because Memphis, am I right? Uh, Cole tells us if we search for JBL matches on the WWE Network, we can watch all of his career. <laughs> Guess what I did? <laughs> I tested this theory. I searched for JBL matches on the WWE Network. Do you know what pops up? Uh, R-Truth matches. One show pops up from Survivor Series 2008. Do you remember what JBL's involvement was on this thing if you search JBL matches on the WWE Network? I don't know. JBL is part of a Survivor Series team where he gets counted out before the end of the match. What a career. Unbelievable. What a maneuver. The rated R superstar... Maddox is backstage with Batista and Orton doing a motivational speech because you know admonishing script writing the authority have left for the night they have gone Batista does the best thing he's ever done in a promo he snorts and walks away I mean it's it's almost as much he did Inspector yep Uh, Rusev and Lana do the exact same thing they've done for the past however many weeks (sighs) <sighs> I'm just waiting for the comments. <laughs> I'm like, is there anything to say? But she I'm going to make an attack to main event. Oh, if only, mate. Uh, Cole talks about Hulk uh, main R. <laughs> I'm like, fucking idiot. Oh, Hulk, we Hulk and Magna. See, yeah, Hulk and ma- main R. Like, mate. Hulk and Mania. Hulk Mania. Like, I'm not a professional wrestling commentator. I can say Hulk Mania a million fucking times and not get it wrong. Ooh. I don't know, you get bored of like the 27,000th time. Mm. I'm just angry and bitter. What can I say? And we have to sit through a replay of Hogan putting himself over, blah, blah, blah. Are you a booker? Deep dupe. AJ Lee. A replay gets interrupted by a Wyatt promo. Who booked this shit? Well, they're in charge. They've got, the, at least they're not the shield to pretend they're holding a camera. Like Sister Abigail's holding this camera, right? Surely. Before the Wyatt's promo finishes, and they're still on screen going, run. It's like, well, it's the big show. <laughs> Wait. Like, oh, okay. Is that what they were saying, completely... saying to your mum? Runs. <laughs> <laughs> How brutal is this way to do like, this episode? They shit all over the Wyatt's gimmick. <laughs> they destroy any atmosphere they tried to make with this promo. <laughs> Which is stupid in the first place because it's interrupting a fucking replay of what's he interrupting? What's the point in this? It's like no one wants to watch this replay. Anyway, time for your main event of the (laughs) evening. Thank fuck, it's nearly over. Did you want to do this? Because I mean, I have no idea what's going on. No problem. Is Batista a good guy? Is he a bad guy? Does anyone care? He's a baddie now. Remember, because he. The more you boo him, the more he works harder. (laughs) (laughs) The more you boo the wrestlers, the worse they will perform for you tonight. (laughs) So the fact, obviously, we've got Big Show coming out. We go to a commercial because we don't want to see it. But Big Show got lots of spooty pyro, so that was nice. Back from the breakout comes Daniel Bryan, and then Batiste does his amazing uh, 
entrance. I walk for miles inside the shit of danger. <laughs> then out comes... <laughs> I've got a machine gun. <laughs> it's great. Then uh, then out Randy Orton comes out as the champion. That's how it should be done. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Dragon takes out Orton nice and early. And we go to, that's it, another commercial break as the fans chant for our hero. We come back... Dragon's still in control. Orton turns around, gets the tag to Batista, and they start laying down the blows on Dragon. Beats him all in, beating up Brian. Then, Big Slow finally tags in and unloads. He, he blows his load on Batista. Show of a side slam. You know, lo- lots of shit. They tried to get Big Show as the sympathetic, like, babyface here to try and get some heat for him to make a hot tag back to, uh, to Dragon. Finally, he gets in, and, uh, well, he goes for the label lock, which we're calling the yes lock. At this mm-hmm. stage, uh, Big Dave and uh, Big Show are nowhere to be seen, by the way. They've just fucked off. They've like, oh, we've had our money. This is not happening. But nice little sequence at the end. So Dragon's got Orton in his submission. Hold the label lock or the yes lock. Escapes. Very, very good. Ducks the clothesline. Goes for the, uh, the yes knee. <laughs> Call it what it is. It's the Bombay. No, not now. It will be called the Bombay from Wednesday night. But for now, they've got. They called it something else. They called it um, a Keenan something. Like it wasn't Kinshasa, but it was something very similar. Ah, the Keenan and Kel. <laughs> <laughs> He's locked in the orange soda. <laughs> I get that reference. That's fine. That's I. I only do these jokes slash comments only for you. But basically. Welcome bom- to Good Burger, home of the Good Burger. <laughs> Basically, Bombay A, one, two, three, and hang on. The American Dragon has pinned our unified WWE World Heavyweight Champion of many belts. But he's got a main event WrestleMania against Triple H, but now he's beaten the champion. And we go off the air with the yes movement, and I put in inverted commas, screaming for joy. Imagine what happens. If Dragon does this at WrestleMania. <gasps> yeah, I mean, how else are you going to book a baby face if they don't beat the champion before they get to wrestle for the belt, right? Exactly. What, how, what else can you possibly do? Fucking idiots, a lot of them. <laughs> Championship contenders, bollocks. The people are complaining about it in 2021. No, no, they were doing it in 2014. Don't worry about it. They have no idea how to book a baby face whatsoever. So the good thing is, though, now, so we're at the 10th of March. 2014 we finally have daniel bryan and triple h plus the roots to the main event but daniel bryan do you know what's really exciting do you know what's really exciting rich only three more roars is it really only three 17th 24th then the first of april no, the 31st of March. March. Yeah, yeah. And then we go to Sunday night, the 6th of April. So we've only got three oh, more awesome. three more times we have to cover Big E versus Cesaro. Dude, the build's WrestleMania. We're three weeks out. It's dog shit. Undertaker Brock's looking good. He uh, stabbed him with a pen. <laughs> yeah, you don't need to do much with that, though, do you, really? Exactly. You could literally just go, oh, by the way, Undertaker and Brock are resting at WrestleMania. Great. I need no build to that whatsoever. I'm fine with just those two having a match. But they've left it for three weeks. Mm-hmm. You know, the last year's Mania, where we had Punk versus Taker, Rock versus Austin, 
not Rock versus Austin, Rock versus Cena. We had a lot of build. Our main matches were set in stone. Cena, with three roars to go after this one, has called out Bray Wyatt after originally entering himself in the Andre Battle Royal. Yeah. We've only just announced the fucking Battle Royal as well, three weeks out. We've only just announced Dragon is going to be wrestling Triple H three weeks out. We've only just announced that there's a chance the Dragon might go to the main event three weeks out. It's not just one or two things. It's the whole fucking show is disastrously booked. Exactly. So at the moment, our WrestleMania card is Batista versus Orton and maybe Dragon. We've got Dragon yeah. versus Triple H. What's we going on with the women's belt? Exactly. We've got Cena versus Wyatt and we've got the three-man Andre Memorial Battle Royal gimmick trophy touring challenge cup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. It's like... <clears throat> You're three weeks away. And, and this is the problem again. So Mania sells because it's Mania. People don't... It's, it's, the, it's a Glastonbury effect. People go and buy tickets to Glastonbury to go to Glastonbury. They don't... They know they're going to probably find something there that they like. There'll be something on the card at Mania that someone will go, oh, that's okay. Sure. And the Fan Fest stuff is all there because it's, again, it's an event rather than what's in there. And that's... Dude, I, how close are we to buying tickets for the Jersey Mania? Oh, it's ridiculous. We got really close to buying those tickets. I'm so fucking happy we didn't. A hundred percent. I'm so glad that I've stashed my money for front row when a, another promotion comes to Craven Cottage. Yeah. I wonder. I yep. wonder, man. I started Next. thinking about this, right? So what's Craven Cottage? Probably under 10, maybe a bit more? What, a capacity? Yeah. Oh, I think it's a bit more than that. I think it's like 18,000 18, Craven Cottage. Okay. Let me have see, a quick see, eyeball. See, the issue is that you have tons of floor seeing, so I don't think AEW will do it, even though it seems like the obvious choice. Oh, it's, yeah, so 19,359. Like, oh, wow. bigger than I thought. Oh, because they've got the new stadium by the riverfront. Craven Cottage, yeah. Yeah, they've just rebuilt a whole section of it, haven't they? Wow, yeah. okay, maybe it will be Craven Cottage then. I started thinking about what are the other options in London. So you've got Wembley, you've got the O2 Arena. Probably can't do the O2 Arena because of the WWE Association. But honestly, fuck them. That would be amazing in there for AEW. Um, so you're probably going to end up with Wembley Arena. But what other options are there if that's not big enough? Um, NEC, possibly. Or like Birmingham. Manchester Arena. Nah, it has to be London, dude. I don't Crowd's think it does, though. London. I don't think it oh, does. Oh, yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. Something special about being in London. Well, no, something special because it's, uh, really, it's much closer for us. <laughs> no, 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 genuinely. Like, you think about that TNA tour when they're doing the shows in Manchester and Birmingham and stuff. They're all right. But you come to London and it's like, okay, now it's time. It's, it's, um, it, it's one of the most sort of, it's one of the best crowds in the world is in London, dude. Like, think about all the great gigs you've been to in London and how the shit gigs you've been to everywhere else. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I don't and, know. Just and let's just, let's just, uh, fun book this actually no we'll do this we'll do this in a second how are you going to cornflake this show <laughs> minus five nah come on i'm joking um uh, honestly even with the daniel bryan occupy yes movement i i can't think of anything else in this show i really cared about so this is a one i'm going to just because I don't mind watching Big E and Cesaro and Swagger dick about now because to me, it's quite funny to have rep repetitions funny. I've got a kid, so repetitions apparently funny. <laughs> the Heyman promo was all right. The the takeover 
again, Stephanie and Triple H's promos were, were good. It's a generous two, but it's been better than other Raws, but I think just I'm so jaded by seeing the same crap every every week. Yeah. So I'm trying to look the, at this the, as a standalone show. It's it's two, it's, a, it's generous two stars. Sorry, I didn't interrupt you. Just cut out a little bit for me there. Um, so you said two stars, yeah? Generous two cornflake. Okay, cool. Um, I think the repetitive nature of the shows are becoming unforgivable for me. And I think the fact that we're three weeks out and we're only now starting to lay the groundwork is almost insulting as a wrestling fan because you know how good wrestling can be when it's done correctly. So, like, I'm I'm really, really struggling with this this run of shows at the moment. And I really went into this today being like, you know, okay. I'm sorry, yesterday, whenever I started watching the show, being like, okay, come on, like, it can't be that bad. Dude, it was awful. It was so intolerably bad. By the end of the show, I'm like, dude, I'm watching Brian Danielson wrestle, and I just don't care. Like, this is a real shame. So, as a quick yeah, question. I'll stick with I, my one. I know we've sort of fallen foul of this sometimes especially recording this series where if we've recorded the pod on a thursday we've watched dynamite and then we're straight away talking about something not as good do you think that you would have been able to tolerate this a little bit more had you had all out not been this weekend absolutely not um because i i spoke to um one of the guys that works at wrestle today about wcw in 96 because we're doing bits about um, you know, people debuting on different companies and leaving other companies, such as obviously it didn't link in with the Adam Cole. Daniel, Mr. Cobert being Daniel there. Mr. Cobert <laughs> being that video. Yeah, no, he's not, unfortunately. Just, just give you a spoiler, but whatever. And so this this younger guy who does a lot of the work for his brand, was asking me about um, this WCW stuff, where can I find it, et cetera, et cetera. And so, you know, I find the day and I sent it to him and blah, blah, blah. And I just off the cuff mentioned, you know, 1996 WCW is fucking amazing. It's brilliant and awful at the same time and it made me really pine for like how much i missed it and like how silly it was and how good it was at the same time like it's awful but because there's that awful stuff next to this kind of really clever stuff as well it becomes funny it becomes enjoyable and it's two hours you know (laughs) three hours of just bad stuff with a couple of tolerable promos in it is it's dreadful and it's every single fucking week the pay-per-views don't make any sense to me there's barely a good match on any of these shows there's nothing to write home about like we're struggling to find silly gimmicks to play off so that leads me to my final question before we move on to my final concept of the uh the day which has been better daniel bryan's run to wrestlemania 30 or the formation of Aces and Eights. Aces and Eights had funny stuff in it. It had Robbie E. It had God. <laughs> you know? Yep. Yep. <laughs> Mocking people's kids and stuff. Bubba banging Brooke. <laughs> yeah. It had Brooke Hogan cutting these awful, hilariously bad promos. And Hulk Hogan touching up his own door and stuff on the show. Like it was awful, but it was funny awful. Like it was awful i keep saying the word awful it was very very bad to watch and have to sit through the shows but chatting about them with you was funny here i find i was just going i fucking hate my life <laughs> i want this to end and like i keep trying to find stuff to joke about but it's not bad enough to be funny it's just shit so let's end on a positive let's say 
Kenny Omega and Man Page, it's going to be awesome. <laughs> well, what I, here's what I'm going to say to you. Go on. It is early summer of 2022. We are sat in the crowd, let's say at Craven Cottage. AEW are there. You haven't decided to bin me off for your WrestleTalk mates. You sat front row with me because oh, I was kind enough to get that. the tickets. <laughs> I've had a dicey burrito and had to have a shit in the bin <laughs> next year. Yeah. I'm used what? to it by now. I'll probably catch it for you. <laughs> like a what? sieve. <laughs> oh, I knew the cord was in there somewhere. We can reuse that. <laughs> Don't talk to me about a cord. I can't get it out of my eyes. <laughs> and my eyes and my memory. Those, those are the words I'm looking for. I'm tired. I mean, that was, that, that was close. But what would main event the UK AEW show? And I think it's going to be a UK pay-per-view. So what would headline the UK AEW pay-per-view? I'm not joking. I would do the payoff, the Hangman Page and Kenny Omega in London at the O2 Arena. I agree with you, but we'll be at Craven Cottage because, you know, why would we okay. have someone that's nice and easy to get to and park with food facilities and stuff <laughs> to do during the day? Go to Fulham. I am going to throw it out there. I would like to see main event that show, Kenny Omega versus Doug Williams. Nah, <laughs> I love Doug as much as the next man. It's... Well, no, I, I genuinely, I will tell you what it, I, I, I'd love to see Doug there, but I don't. He's retired. He shouldn't have come back. I love Doug. You, he could do. What you're he not going to like what actually would be the main event, in my opinion. I think it would be something like Kenny Omega, nope. Will Osprey. Picture this. No, not Will Osprey. Kenny Omega versus. Think Pete about Dunn. it. Pete think about Dunn. it. Pete Dunne. If Pete Dunne jumps, which I think he's very, very likely to, um, we, we've seen enough Pete Dunne to understand he wants to wrestle. <laughs> you know, you ain't going to do that in the fed under Vince. You're way too small. Uh, there is also uh, Pete Dunne Volta is a potential. Again, Volta is a guy that Vince don't want. Vince don't see the potential. Vince doesn't understand why Volta's good. Well, we saw that Survivor Series a few years ago. But I, yeah. I agree with you wholeheartedly. The right thing would be Hangman versus Kenny for the belt in London would be the reaction because we're happy to have AEW there. The fans, I, you saw the fans at the, the Rev Pro slash New Japan few members show up in Milton Keynes. That crowd was hot and they all sat yeah. in four hours of traffic to get to MK as well. Yeah, for a, a fairly mediocre show, let's be honest. What a great way to watch the debut of the Great Khan though. Yeah, man, absolutely. We were, we were there, there bro. We saw it. <laughs> if, if the, the very simple fact is British fans are the best. Like, I know we're biased. Watch any NXT show from the UK. Watch any big WWE show from the UK. Better audiences than anywhere in the world. Like, Chicago is very, very cool. They did a really great job of popping for the right things and appreciating the right clouds and stuff. I would say Chicago and London are on, on the same level in terms of pops and receptions and respect and everything else. Thing is with London is we have football culture, which they don't have. That makes the difference for me. Is this unison within a crowd, you know? Yeah. One final thing then to finish off, and we've spoken about it. Next year will be the 30th anniversary since SummerSlam was at Wembley. Rich. Wow. If SummerSlam comes to Wembley next year, <laughs> would you waste money to go? 
No, I'm getting Ollie to buy me a ticket for that one, mate. I'm not paying for that myself. Because <laughs> as it stands right now, I wouldn't go. It would oh, be. I think. I think you're saying that. I think you'd have to. No, because SummerSlam they... at Wembley, and the genius holds the key, behold the future champions, the brother Beverly. We could just say it all day long and be happy. It would be great. <laughs> the British Bulldog's going to win. Whether he wants to or, or not. <laughs> But the problem is, like as 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 you're very much aware in your in your work and your we can life, just walk around going just singing like you know Tatanka's music and be like he wrestled the Berserker thirty years ago. <laughs> but as as you're very much aware as a parent of a young child, your free time and your disposable income is at a premium. Would sure. you? I've seen you know, obviously if you can get rest talk to get you in fantastic but would you if you're given that essentially free pass of you know not feeling guilty about not parenting for a whole day would you waste it to go to SummerSlam and say oh this is all right because it's the sort of thing that I'd if I was going to go I wouldn't want to just buy a cheap seat because what I what if I'm watching it on a video wall what's the point of me being there I'd want to be decent ticket to get near the ring to see what's going on to watch it rather than on a video screen but then i don't know i don't know man i think we'd have a really lovely time sitting in the back row eating shit talking shit amusing the people around us with our britishisms (laughs) you know i think we'd have a great time right in that case (laughs) if that's what you want to do i'm going to come to the i'm going to come to the bus stop near your local village store we're just going to sit there and I'm going to buy a bottle of White Lightning and I'm going to be against us and we're just going to have a lovely time. Can we be those fans that just spend like, you know, the full seven hours being like, A-E-Dub, A-E-Dub. <laughs> Tony Khan is God, Tony Khan, Tony Khan is God. CM Punk, CM Punk. <laughs> ah. Fuck you, Vince. <laughs> be those guys, you know, the guys we fucking hate at most shows. Can we it's just do slow round. claps for four it's hours? It's your round, it's your round. Basically become everything I hate about a progress fan turned up to 11. <laughs> oh, this sounds great. Okay, I'm in. Come on, Vince, put the show at Wembley so we could do it. Stadium, not arena. Do the big boy, you know. Do you want to go to watch the Saudi show one day? <laughs> oh, mate. Dude, that's not a bad idea, you know. Mate, we'd be... I'm pretty sure we're on many, <laughs> many a list. <laughs> I don't want to be Get a news headline. The person with the consulate in a very nice seat walks up and be like, oh, hello, Mr. Wrestling Podcast Man. <laughs> what the like, hell oh, is no. that accent? <laughs> what did I say? <laughs> that was a politically correct version of a sound. <laughs> don't arrest me. What? Yeah, I'm probably going to say that, that that area of the world, especially at this moment in time, um, it's probably not overly... I mean, because of COVID, that's the real reason why we can't go, due to travel restrictions, nothing else, nothing that we've said on previous shows. But don't worry. As I said, we've got the Saudi show coming soon. I think it's going to be October. Oh, what a treat. Imagine if it's on my birthday. What I'm really thinking about it now. What, what going to Saudi? <laughs> I mean... Why not? Because I'm pretty sure we'll be on a watch list somewhere... <laughs> It'd be a hell of an experience. What to die? <laughs> <laughs> End up in a Saudi prison 25 years and be like, no. I regret my decision tax. <laughs> I don't think we'd even get that far. I think we'd be in pieces in bags. You're a pussy. 
I think we should do it. I'm out. I'm going to bully you into doing it. I'm going to peer pressure you into coming to Saudi with me to go to a WWE show. Let's sit front row in your jabs. <laughs> Just like going... it's a joke it's a joke calm down it's a joke (laughs) yes mr mbs it was a joke it was a joke (laughs) i love you in this life and next (laughs) oh fuck me oh well i'm glad we turned that podcast around (laughs) (laughs) where can people find you on social medias we should go to saudi arabia dude it'll be so good i don't have a passport (laughs) So that's why I can't Fund go. our trip to Saudi Arabia for a WWE show. Worldwrestlingpodcast.com. Buy a t shirt on Amazon. Hoodies are pretty cool as well. Winter's coming. So, yeah, blah, 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 blah. Uh, I'm at Fanboy Rich. Watch my shit on WrestleTalk. Give me money. Wrestling's at an all time high. Numbers are flying through the fucking roof right now. Thank you, CM Punk. Thank you, Tony Khan. I love you very, very much. You're providing me an income, basically. It's a fucking gangster. How about yourself? <laughs> I'm at the Tex Williams. Don't encourage me to book a wrestling show so me and Coach Wicked can win tag belts. You can make enough money off one show so we can fly to Saudi to watch WWE. No, what, I, what I'd actually said, and here's the uh, the message chain for myself and Coach Wicked, because he was mentioning that he hasn't got, he, he was very kind, and he said, you know, he's not by any way saying he's got the bug for wanting to go wrestling, but he's uh, he was disappointed that we didn't get to complete our storyline run that we were uh we were planning to have and then uh <laughs> i said it is really i think the creative for 2020 would have been uh, been amazing and people would have really enjoyed it still if you get the itch i'm sure we could find a moron to book a one-off scpw farewell show and win some tag belts <laughs> <laughs> and uh and then he responded by going, the rise of one fan dan and our story would have been so much fun to work on but never mind a farewell run of shows you say good idea for someone else to do at which point I said, a run of shows? Said more and we broke up after one show flying over Murder Clown and renting Just Invincible's ring. <laughs> followed, yes. by a, followed by a quote where I said, Senor Clown, you're putting me and my friend over clean. No, you're right. We'll pin Meathead. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm just going to put it out there before we end the pod. Okay, if I said to you, Mr. Tax Williams... That for £250, you could have an experience you will never forget for the rest of your life. Wouldn't you take that memory for £250? I've fallen this for b- before and the lady stole my wallet <laughs> and my pants. <laughs> Return for £250 with only one stop. Don't worry. Is it prison? It's a, <laughs> a nine-hour flight to Riyadh, Saudi Arabia from Gatwick. £250, man. I'm just saying. No, thank you. I'd rather... Think about the experience! Why are you poo-pooing this? Because I'd rather fly Murder Clown over to wrestle in Hawkins Community (laughs) Centre. But that could fund our trip. We won't even have to pay for it. This is good economy. This makes sense. Sorry, I've got the vlog numbers. Think of the number. We'll put it on WrestleTalk. We'll make money. It'll be great. I need to buy tag belts (laughs) just so me and Matt can win them after one match. I'm going to Saudi Arabia whether you're coming or not. Well, I don't know what the Wi-Fi is like in prison, but it won't <laughs> yeah, matter because you'll point. be dead. <laughs> yeah. Join us next week for the World of Wrestling podcast where we continue this dog shit storyline, but you know, you don't come for the wrestling, you come for us idiots, so there we go. Also, if you would like to pay for us to go to Saudi Arabia, we'll start like a GoFundMe. <laughs> we have an Amazon shop. <laughs> <laughs>
that's all that's for, right? You know, the one pound eleven we get for every t-shirt we sell. Exactly. Buy our stuff. Well, lots. Buy of it. well worth it. <laughs> we don't have to do anything though. We just upload a graphic and we go. There you go. There's a t-shirt. I look forward Hard to work. when we have our Christmas jumper made. <sighs> okay. Bye bye, everyone. Bye. The wrestlers will perform for you tonight. And that's why I kicked your leg out of your leg. We're tough. We can take it, baby. You got to penetrate in the back, in the back, baby. Oh, I can see what you're talking. Wait just a minute. Get, 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 get,